Oh, yeah. Definitely trying to figure out a recording settings for today is definitely more confusing than equipping a sword to a planeswalker. So we're, we don't have as much time as we planned, but we still got a lot of time today to go over a lot of things. Approximately 500 cards worth of things with the new Capenna Commanders. Yeah. And, uh, wow. It's a day, for sure. Yeah, these Commander decks have... These seem like a, they have a lot of variance between them about how good and bad they are. Yeah, I can definitely look at that and think that, like... Out the gate, you know, when you look at the list, you're like, okay, if I bought this just strictly for value, um, is there one big card that I'm getting here? And mm -hmm. I don't see that yet. Of course, the Capenna cards, you know, they haven't really spiked yet, so we can't really tell. But in general, almost every card in these decks is under 10 or 20 bucks, you know? Yeah. Under 10 in most cases, for sure. Uh, there's like one card that's going to be like in the first deck we go over that's a new card from Capenna, but we don't know how long that's going to stick. Exactly, yeah. I mean, Capenna prices just aren't going to stay where they are. Uh, maybe via. What's it called? The Commander deck exclusive cards are going to stay? Oh, let me turn off my notification sounds. Yeah, and honestly, I don't have a. I didn't make a really good list of what is commander exclusive and what's not in this, in these. So, uh, we may have to educate for a minute. I apologize. Yeah, a, <laughs> no, I completely forgot to do that too because I like. It's not really like a difference to me because <laughs> I don't like. Uh, we it buy matter singles. To me. <laughs> yeah, I, I buy singles that I don't play any format other than commander. But yeah, I think Smuggler's Share is the really big one, right? Uh, that's the big one out of the first deck, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think it's the biggest one out of all the decks, unless I missed something as well. But we'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll cross that bridge. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I guess we're going to do it in order that they're listed on Wizards of the Coast Moxfield. Oh, and I think, if, I think if we go to... Um the MTG spoilers and click on the 
Capenna Commander, it'll actually show us which cards are unique to these oh. decks. I think. Yeah, I think I think Trace of New Capetta Commander only shows the unique cards. Well, we'll find out. Because <laughs> I think yeah. there's a couple cards in there that we might have went over in the normal spoiler. But well, I think the normal spoiler was just, was just everything at once. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, Moxfield order, so that means we'll go Obscura, Cabaretti, Riveteers, Maestros, and followed by Brokers. Seems legit. So... Do you want to go by types uh, in the list, or do you want to do uh, color or man that mana value? How you want to do this? I just think we can go through types in the list. Uh... So that means we're first we do the commander and then we do the creatures, yeah. sorceries, instants, artifacts, enchantments, and then spicy lands. Yeah. Um, Obviously, we're going to be looking at this. Uh, we're not really going to. Don't think we have a. We could. It's <laughs> 500 cards. We're not going to have time to talk about all the cards that are unless it's like, hey, this is a really cool reprint, or something like that. Mm -hmm. If we know it's a reprint. But yeah, exactly. We have the memories of squirrels, and we're kind of nuts. Look at this new Arcane Signet card, dude. <laughs> oh, man, that card's baller. <laughs> Glad they reprinted that. Again. Yeah. And Soaring, too, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, um, so who's our first uh, commander here? Or uh, the uh, headliner? Uh, Obscura Oculus. So I think we briefly covered him uh, last episode. Uh, he's one white, blue, black, so one in Esper for a 2-4. Legendary creature, Cephalid Rogue. Um, whenever you attack, target attacking creature can't be blocked this turn. It can knives. Then choose another attacking creature with lesser power. That creature gains double strike until end of turn. Uh, reminder, uh, connive is... Um, you draw a card, then discard a card. If you discard a non-land card, you put a plus one plus one counter on that creature. Which is really good. Like, looting, yeah. like, draw a card, discard a card, that's kind of normal. But possibly being able to get a... Are you alright? Yeah. Did something... Did I... Hmm? I, I, it might have just been Discord, but, like, I heard, like, major mic damage. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, but... You know, adding a plus one plus one counter to looting seems pretty cool. So I'm gonna make a guess here that this deck feels like it's gonna be aggressive, with varying power stats on the creatures. Yeah, I uh, I think knives decent. I think uh, the decks that I want to use knife are stuff that has uses for the graveyards. So if you're doing like a tribal sub theme, you have a bunch of tribal resurrection stuff. Um, this deck list doesn't seem to have much of that, which is like the biggest issue I have with it. And I think the commander himself is really slow at conniving. I think if you want to build a deck around this idea, you'd be best running the uh, Obscura General from the main set. Uh, let me pull up their name real quick. 
Yeah, uh, when you see. when you look at it though, Kamiz himself doesn't have to attack. That is a good point. So it's like the turn he hits, like, and you're swinging with two of your one or two or three drops, like, you get to tip bo tap both of them. Yeah. And it it does when I'm looking at this ability, I don't think you have to have two attacking creatures. You just have to have one for the first ability, and then the second part seems like it just not happened because of the period. Mm -hmm. So, one gets to be unblocked this turn. Like, that's scary. So your big creature that you're going to hurt somebody with can't be blocked. Yep. So, like, you could have your deck just filled with ninjutsu. <laughs> and they have put a little bit of that in here, which I think is super cool. Uh, all right. No, no, Nashi. But yeah, o overall, I think he's. I think he's interesting. I think uh, running stuff that benefits off of dealing damage is going to be huge. Yeah, seeing an Esper deck that looks like it wants to be aggressive. Let's see what's going on here. Yeah. So, all right. So first up is uh, Champion of Wits. This one new. Oh, it's Eternal oh, Alliance. This is... I'm on uh, Moxfield. In Moxfield. Oh, do you have it sorted different ways? I have type and price. Oop, price, that's why. Okay, fine, I'll go back to type and name. Alright, Aerial Extortionist. That's the first one, then. <laughs> is that what we want to do? Uh, yeah, that works for me. Alright, so Aerial uh -huh. Extortionist. Three and two white. 4-3 uh, Bird Soldier. When it enters the battlefield or deals combat damage to a player, you exile the one target and only land permanent. That card remains as long as it remains exiled, its owner may cast it. Okay, that's pretty cool. Whenever a player casts a spell from anywhere other than their hand, you draw... Ooh. You draw a yeah. card. This is good. Mm -hmm. You're going to draw a card whenever they cast their commander. Obviously, when they cast the card you exiled, uh, which hopefully you're hitting something they want. Um... And then overall, you can probably pick up another, a uh, couple other draws from weird effects like casting from graveyard, casting from exile with like foretold or something, throughout the game. So yeah. I think this is pretty, you know, this is uh, this is good white draw. I mean, it's not like super fast, but it, the more your opponent does things that is, they shouldn't be, quotation marks doing, you get value from. And the ability with the the other ability besides the draw is really good on this card too. Because whenever mm -hmm. it enters, or deals combat damage, you exile to one non-land permanent. It doesn't have to be from the person you hit, too. So it's like, yeah. and it's and when they kill the extortionist, they don't get that back. Well, they can still cast it. They can still, yeah, they don't get it back for free. We'll put yeah. it that way. So, I mean, it's kind of better than like an, uh, an Oblivion Ring, in a way. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. It works really good with flickering, because they they can still have to cast each thing again, but if you flicker this a bunch in, like, Brago, you can have, like, a bunch of their board exiled, so they uh, have to waste their mana recasting their stuff. Yeah, and it, it bounces it, technically, back to their hand, technically, but you yeah. get an advantage off of it when they you, they recast that card, or any other card besides that one that's not in their hand. Which, that's good in Commander. Because people yeah. do that a lot. 
I'm definitely a huge fan. I, I like that. That's a cool card. Yeah. Uh, what's Alila? Uh, Alila, so this is one of the Brawl Commanders from Eldraine. Uh, one in Esper for 2-3, Flying Death Touch Lightfling. Other creatures you control with Flying get plus one plus so. Whenever he has an Artifact or Enchantment spell, create a 1-1 one -one Blue Fairy creature token with Flying. You know, this is, this is a decent reprint. I, uh... Looking at this deck, it's... I mean, you only run, a, in total, 17 artifacts and enchantments. Yeah, but I think with this one, it's mm -hmm. it's more for the flying death touch, lifelink, and then you make her double strike. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, but... Maybe? <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad yeah. alternate commander. Maybe. Yeah. That's a good point. I, I think giving this card to new players is good, because I think that's what we have to look at when we look at these commander decks, is these are things new players should pick up. And so and this is a great card for a new player to have in their collection, because it's a it build-around commander. It looks fun. It has, like, a clear strategy in mind. So I think... I, I don't mind it too It has a couple, like, flying creatures, artifacts, mm -hmm. enchantments. It kind of lets them do whatever they want, and the commanders still be valid. Yeah. This is one of the <laughs> Brawl commanders that wasn't completely busted like Corvald and Tulane. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, Archon of Coronation. Yeah. Four and two Another white. great reprint. Uh, another good reprint. In his battlefield, become the monarch. When you're the monarch, damage doesn't cause you to lose life. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so it's a way to protect yourself while you're trying to swing out and go wide. Yeah. Uh, notably, you still lose the Monarch, but it means if people come at you to take the Monarchy, you don't lose the life for it, and then you can come back and get it. With Unblockable. Yeah, with Unblockable. Uh, I think Monarch's a great mechanic. Uh, I think it, I think mo Monarch in Commander uh, is kind of like what Commander feels like it should be to me, like this kind of there's this political aspect of like hey attack him you get to draw a card there's this aspect of wanting to like kind of make deals to keep your role or wanting to make deals with other players to assure you get the role and then so i kind of, I, I really like it in commander so I, I like seeing cards like that printed in pre-cons oh yeah um yeah. oh that's really cool yeah. the cephalid face taker yeah this is a new card i believe yeah um, shoot, just right away. I go to combat, I'm going to turn Cephalid Facetaker into a 1-4 unblockable aerial extortionist and start <laughs> exiling more cards. And it doesn't have to yeah. be a creature you control. So if somebody else has got a really cool effect, now you do too. Yeah, so uh, it's a 2 and a blue for a 1-4 Cephalid Rogue can't be blocked. At the beginning of combat on your turn, you may have it become a copy of another target creature until end of turn, except it's a 1-4 and has this creature can't be blocked. Hey, hey. So, yeah. Hey, look. I mean, that's really good. It's, it's a way to copy your planeswalkers and not die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the... Uh... <laughs> I'm going to be on that, <laughs> that all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we're, we can't explain why we're on it, you know? <laughs> Gosh, because we haven't figured out how it works yet, so we can't explain yeah. it. <laughs> um, I really like FaceTaker, though. If you have, like, uh... My only problem with it is a lot of the effects you really want to get combat triggers off of are legendary. So, like, when I think about this in this deck, I think, like, Dragonlord Ojatai, this works great with, um... 
Rexiel, but those are all legendary creatures. But even then, you know, if you're desperate and you need to get in with like a Rexiel trigger on somebody who doesn't control an island, uh, this can help you. So I think this is really good. Um, and this, it feels a little awkward in this deck because you already have an easy way to give creatures unblockable. But uh, I guess overall it's still fine. And definitely when you rebuild this deck, you're going to have a lot of creatures with odd damage effects that you'll want this to be there because you can only give unblockable to one thing. Right. Because then you'll give unblockable to the thing that's not unblockable. And then this one will have the double strike and unblockable and whatever effect yeah. it copies. So it's a, it's a good card. It's going to yeah, do overall, this work in, in the right you know environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're at the Champion of Wits. That's a reprint from Amonkhet, right? Amonkhet or Hour of Devastation. One of the two. But it's got Eternalize. Eternalize. You draw cards equal to its power when there's a battlefield, and if you do, you draw two cards. If you do, you discard two cards. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So it enters, draw two, discard two at minimum. If you have any tribal or anthems, you draw more, discard less. Uh... And Eternalize, it comes as a 4-4, so it has a way to draw more and discard less. So it's not bad. Yeah, it's not a bad card. I play this a lot in reanimator lists. Um, which I think Kamiz is going to be a decent Esper reanimator commander as well, because uh, Knive helps you fill up the graveyard. So I think this deck is really trying to use a lot of creatures to do things that you can do with spells and such. So while a lot of people would say, hey, yeah, Champion Wits, I can just play a spell that does that, you know, that's not a 7-mana or a 3-mana creature, but that spell's not a creature. So yeah, that's why a Champion seems like it fits here. Yeah, because you'll be able to send this into combat, give a double strike, they're going to want to block it, put it in the graveyard so you can eternalize. Oh, here's a, um, rude, here's a rude creature. Yeah. <laughs> Chasm Skulker, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be saucy. <laughs> I think M15 reprint. Maybe? Yeah. Custody Lich. That's a good one. From Battlebond? Is it Battlebond? Uh, no, it's... Uh, what's it called? It's the Monarch set. Conspiracy? So, uh, conspiracy, yep. Still good. Uh, yeah. It seems like there's a couple Monarch cards in this deck. And since you're unblockable, why not? Because you'll always be able to have it at the end of your turn. If you want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 5 mana, 4, 2... Because monarch, whenever you become the monarch, a target player sacks a creature. Okay, yeah, come take my monarch. See what happens. <laughs> exactly, and then being able to threaten unblockable means people aren't going to want to take the monarch from you because you know they know you're going to be able to get it back and uh, hit them once and get it again. Um, oh look, daring saboteur, the creature that loots when it hits. Yep. <laughs> Daxos of Melodus. <laughs> Look, another yeah. unblockable creature. That has He's really interesting in this deck, effect. I think. Yeah. Ooh, life Could... gain. Yeah, that's good. He's life gain, and then you also, uh... You can play the card. Which is, I think, really good. And since he, he has pseudo-evasion, can't be blocked by creatures with power 3 or greater. So you can give him the double strike and usually get him in, depending on what your opponents are playing. Or you can early on start pumping him up with the uh, Obscura ability. Yeah, or you can start pumping him up so he's guaranteed to... Uh, hit, he, hit and get you more cards. <laughs> yeah, hit and get you more cards, or if they do have a two or less creature, he'll, he'll kill it and not trade. 
So that's good. The Dragon Lord uh, Ojitai. Good reprint. Yeah. Oh, he's also competent. I always thought this guy was an attack trigger for the damage. But yeah, overall, Ojitai's a really great reprint. Uh, when he deals uh, combat damage to a player, you draw. You look at your top three cards of your library, put one to your hand, the rest on the bottom, and you cast Anticipate. Uh, next one seems interesting for the second half of uh, Kamiz's ability, because mm -hmm. Drana, whenever she deals combat damage, you get a plus and plus counter on each attacking creature. So giving yeah. her double strike is really good. Yeah, no, hitting hitting that trigger twice. Um, notably, uh, the way this will work is the first strike damage will happen, uh, because double strike is basically first strike, then it also does damage at normal speed, and she also just has first strike. Uh, so all of your first strike creatures will deal damage with their base power, and then Drawnish trigger will happen. You'll put a counter on everything else. They'll deal damage with that counter, so one more, and then she'll deal her normal damage as well during that normal time frame, and then you'll put a counter. So uh, the second counter won't buff the damage of your normal creatures, but the first one will. Yeah, it's first strike, damage, counter, normal strike, damage, counter. Yeah. Uh, Falling Shinobi. Yeah, so this is a decent ninjutsu card. This is a Modern Horizons 1 reprint, I believe. When it deals combat damage, you exile top two cards of their library, and then you can play those cards. <laughs> oh, for free. Yeah. Oh, God. Not uh, only does it ninjutsu, uh, so it's going to not be blocked, but you can make it unblockable with Kamis. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Uh, yeah. This is only four mana on this thing. It's crazy. Yeah, four mana. Let me just... uh take cards off the top of your deck and oh god now you're gonna get wrecked because you played really good cards and i'm playing them for free exactly and it's also exiled two cards so it's like really hard to hit double land and it says you can play those cards so even if you hit yeah. a land you can play it like exactly there's it's just profit man yeah and you don't give the cards back if you don't play them oh this is disgusting rude <laughs> yeah. Uh, ghostly Pilfer, just a decent unblockable creature. Oh, look, and it's another one that's like Aerial Extortionist. Yeah, if they cast a card from anywhere else, draw a card. Um, I think it's pretty good. Um, when it becomes untapped, you may pay two if you do draw a card. That's super weird. Eh, I mean, it's an option. You don't have to. Yeah, I guess I guess that's. Yeah, uh, I would play it mostly for the if you play it from a card from anywhere else, I draw a card. Like yeah, that's the good effect. Mm -hmm. I play this in uh, what's it called, Edric, just because I can discard a card to have it become unblockable, and then also it gives me more cards with its, uh, whatever they cast from somewhere else ability. But uh, I always forget it has that weird untap ability. But it's I mean it's not awful if you have spare mana. Uh, Great Braid Marauder. Uh, whenever it deals yeah. good damage to a player, they lose like the number of creature cards in your graveyard. It's a pretty creature-heavy deck. I see it. Yeah. I, I like this card. A decent Origins reprint. <laughs> I had no idea where most of these sets are from, but I'm appreciating you right now, knowing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've... Speaking of these cards, creatures... I, yeah, Identity Theft. Oh, well, this is a good way for you to get some of those ETBs. 
um, again, the aerial extortionist uh, with this guy. Mm -hmm. uh, you swing, you blink your extortionist, this guy hits. Uh, you exile one of their cards, the extortionist comes back, exile one of their cards. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is really good. I think uh, it lets you blink stuff, it lets you attack with your creatures that are really valuable to you, but not actually risk losing that creature itself, just losing the identity theft. So overall, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, like, um, he attacks, your commander will trigger. You could blink your commander to protect it, and then hit with the effect while all that's on the field, and then your commander will come back. So, I mean, that's one way to do it, yeah. even if it just does two. Oh, some hybrid mana. Ink Fathom Witch. Mm -hmm. Fear, unblockable. Okay. Each unblocked creature has... And that's kind of a good way. Oh, it's a bunch of unblockable 1-1s. One -ones. And now there are four ones. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. It's a and then, anthem type effect. Yeah, and then four ones a decent power stat to give double strike with Kameez, you know? Yeah, if it already has double strike from Kameez, and then you go, well, now it's a 4-1. And it's unblocked. And bam. <laughs> get riggedy wrecked. That's eight, yeah. From one. Um, <laughs> Literal core, shadow, when it deals damage to an opponent, draw a card, discard a card. Decent thing to give uh, Double Strike 2 early on to get through your deck more. And one of the original effects that gave the loot nickname to draw a card, discard a card. Yeah, I think like Faith of Looting, Looter, was the looter first one. Ilcore, Merfolk Looter, yeah. Yeah. Just a good card. Misfortune Teller. I believe this is a new card. Whenever Misfortune Teller enters a battlefield or deals combat damage to a player, exile target card from a graveyard. If it was a creature card, create a 2-2 black rogue creature token. Okay. If it was a land card, create a treasure token. Otherwise, you gain three life. Okay. Yeah, I like this card. I like it. As some graveyard interaction, uh, can ramp you, can spawn tokens, and you can, or you can just get rid of whatever they want and gain some life. And yeah. it has death touch. Not bad. Maybe a little yep. over-costed for four mana for a 3-1, but the effect mm -hmm. is really good. Really great thing to give uh, Double Strike to, because uh, Double Strike also functions as First Strike, so they won't want to block it, because their creature will die and yours won't. Um, and then, But if you do get in, you can exile two things from their graveyard, because it's ETB or deals damage, so overall pretty good. Yeah, so at minimum... You can imagine exiling a creature and having a 3-1 and a 2-2. Or a 3-1 yeah. and a treasure token. Not bad. Yeah, overall pretty good. Kind of reminds me of Waste Knot. A little bit. Yeah, depending on what you exile, you get a different thing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, recycle uh, Dot. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to think of it. Nadir uh, Kraken. Yeah, this is from... Uh, Return to Theros, or whatever. Theros Beyond Death, I think it was called. Um, it's okay. Draw Whenever you draw a card, pay one. If you do, put a counter on it and make a blue tentacle. Okay. Eh. I mean, they draw one, <laughs> or whenever you draw one, you pay one. It gets bigger, and you get another. So, it's a bunch of one ones you spawn, and then you swing wide, and then you make them all four ones. <laughs> and it's funny. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's okay. I, I think this compares pretty unfavorably to Chasm Skulker, which just says whenever you draw a card, put a counter on him, and then when he dies, you make uh, X 1-1s, where X is the number of counters that were on him. Alright, um, you can do Oscar the Grouch. Oscar the Grouch, yeah. Oscar Rubbish Reclaimer. Uh, the Trash Man. Uh, three blue-black for three three legendary creature human wizard. This spell costs one less cash for each different mana cost among, uh, each different mana value, sorry, not mana cost, uh, among cards in your graveyard. Whenever you discard an online card, you may cast it from your graveyard. I heard you like madness. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. This guy's pretty cool. I'm, I'm sure there's some busted infinites people have come up with for him that I've just, uh, not seen yet. What's really weird is he doesn't exile the card. So you get to... So if you discard a card, you can cast it but when it enters your graveyard, and then it'll go back to your graveyard again, but you haven't discarded it this time, so you can't cast it again. But then, like, if you have an effect going on like Yawgmoth's Will, or and then if you play like Yawgmoth's Will, you can cast it again, or something. He seems really interesting to me. I think, uh... I'm sure there's gonna be some busted deck with this guy where you, like, create an infinite loop because you, uh... Like, he just seems so good. Like, if you play a wheel or some other effect, you can cast the stuff you've discarded away, you get to draw a bunch of your cards, uh, you get to draw a new hand. I don't... Yeah, I mean, you play this guy... <sighs> yeah. With, when, if you're into effects like Conspiracy Theorist, or Madness, or Containment Construct, this guy does it. I mean... Yeah, exactly. If you know you're going to be wheeling and discarding cards or looting a lot, why not? Yeah. It lets you not have to worry about, well, I only have this one good card in my hand. I don't want to trigger this loot. Now you don't have to. If you, you can cast it. But you have to do it right then. Yeah. That's, that's the downside. I don't think it's that big of a downside, though. But it will allow you to circumvent spell timings. Because it mm -hmm. says you can cast it from your graveyard. It doesn't say um, this turn. So you discard yeah. a creature play it right then surprise yep yeah. so that's where it's... his broken code can possibly happen is mm -hmm. surprise here's a uh a, a random like sorcery blue spell that bounces everything or oh i discarded living death <laughs> instant speed board wipe right yeah Ooh. i think uh zombie infestation is going to be a card you're going to want to run with this guy Ooh. <laughs> uh, just yep. anything yeah, that not? lets you discard at any time obviously he works great with connive so if you're playing any commander that has connive you're going to want to run him the mana discount i believe works against uh commander tax if you do play him in your command zone um yeah it will so Overall, I think this guy's going to be a great commander. Uh, I think he's really interesting. I'll probably mess around with him a little bit uh, as a Demir reanimator kind of th build. Yeah, could but, definitely. Because uh, yeah. like, if you turn one, or or on turn, you buried alive. You put three creatures in your graveyard with different mana costs. Okay, so you just put a buried alive, a two cost, a four cost, and a five cost. Now your commander only costs a blue and a black. Mm-hmm. Oh, they I mean, killed your commander? You... He, now he costs one, a blue, and a black. That's fucking value. He's yeah. great. Even if you just entomb, right? If you entomb for a creature that doesn't cost one, 
and you played a fetch... Wait, if you played a fetch land in Tomb and then hit a creature that doesn't cost one or zero, yeah. um, he's he, two mana. He's a, he's a turn two commander easily with, yeah. like, a fetch and any one cost spell. Yeah. That goes to your grid. Like, easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. Mm-hmm. Overall, he's really interesting. I think he's going to be really... I think he'll shine the most in Grixis decks, though. Uh, yeah, but I could see him definitely being the Demir version of Anji. Uh, Falconrath, in yeah. a way. Um, because he's going to be out just as fast, and he's going to start letting you get value off of your extra costs of cards, like discarding and stuff. I think he's great. Like... Mm -hmm. I haven't really been excited about a lot of legendaries from this set for me to want to build, but this guy is definitely it, because you can just play him <laughs> weird, you know? Yeah. He's super cool. I don't like blue, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, just play mono black, you know? Put in some command towers, some, uh... <laughs> some fell war stones. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Ooh, Shadow Mage Infiltrator. This is a card from my history. I love this guy so much. Um, it was a powerhouse when it came out. It was a card that was made because somebody who won the world championship, Shadow Mage Infiltrator. It's a, it's a great card. It is great. Yeah. Uh, when it deals combat damage to a player, you draw a card that has fear. Works great if you give a double strike, you get to draw two cards extra per turn with it. And fear in a four-player game, like Commander, usually means there's somebody you can get in at. Oh. There's usually somebody without an artifact or black creature. Yeah, more than likely, for sure. And if they do, yeah. you just make him unblockable. You get one card. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he gets stronger, because then he connives. Yeah, connives such a weird mechanic. Right? I, I still don't know how I feel about it. It's like loot and surveil. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Loot and surveil. That's a good way to think about it, yeah. But it makes you bigger? I don't know. Um, yeah. Loot, surveil, Silent and explore. Because explore can give you plus plus counters, right? Yeah, that's a good... Explore gives you the counter if you discard a land, I think. Yeah. Which, more than likely, yeah. if you do the <laughs> connive and you discard a land, that's what you're going to want to do is get the counter. <laughs> oh, well, you God. Don't, no, connive, yet you only get the counter if you discard a non-land. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, yeah. Okay, so reverse explore. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> oh god, Silent Blight Oni. Yeah, this card's crazy. <laughs> this is a scary reprint. Uh, it's one of the two big money cards in this deck, I guess you could say. Yeah. It's three blue, blue, black, black, six, five. Ninjutsu, four blue, black. When it deals damage to a combat damage to a player, you look at their hand and you cast a spell without paying its mana cost. Ugh. The it's other creature taking this. two cards off their deck, and you can cast them for free, and then this one, oh my god, uh, why do I hate Ninjutsu so better. much? Yeah. If you play one, you're playing the other, ugh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, this card's so good. The You give something unblockable, and then you get to Ninjutsu this end, and then on later turns you can give this double strike to threaten to take two cards from their hand. Or just keep making it unblockable. And then you cast things like Scheming Symmetry, and then they don't want to get a good card. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, this card's pretty gross in this deck.
Skyway Robber. Creature with escape, flying, four mana. His escape's also four mana. Three, three. It escapes with whenever it deals damage to a player, combat damage. You may cast an artifact instant sorcery spell from among cards exiled with it without paying their mana cost. Okay. A little tricksy. Yeah. Oh, Sun Titan. <laughs> Recursion. Okay, oh. cool. Hey, look at Sun Titan. <laughs> Had 79 cents. Like, the times have changed, right? Yeah. Gosh, 79 cents. Deep Great card, sanity. though. Another card where you're stealing cards from your opponents and playing them like they were Gaunti. Hey, it's a deals combat damage for you, so you can give it to Bullstrike. <laughs> oh, Tibbet. I guess one of the uh, alternate commanders in here. Flying, Ward 3. And this is why I like this guy. Council's Dilemma. He enters a battlefield yeah. or deals combat damage to a player. Starting with you, each player votes for evidence or bribery. For each evidence vote, you investigate. For each bribery vote, you get a treasure. Cool. While voting, you may vote an additional time. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're going to get two treasures or a clue in a treasure. or Basically, every time he enters a battlefield or deals damage... You're getting a minimum of three tokens. Mm-hmm. If there's only one opponent left, you get your two votes, and then they have to vote on one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you're building uh, an Artifacts Matter deck, this guy seems like he'd be pretty cool, either mm -hmm. in the lead or the thing, because he's going to come in, and at minimum, in the if all everybody's there in a four-player game, you get five tokens. Yeah. Granted, uh, honestly, as an opponent, I probably would say investigate to give you clues instead of treasure, because treasures are busted. But you could get two treasures and three clues. Okay, cool. Yeah, overall, that's pretty good. This is this was my favorite card that we went over last week, so I, I feel like I've already said a lot about it, but I, I've i been waiting for a Council's Dilemma Commander for a while. I'll probably build a deck around this guy. Uh, yeah, definitely. Whirler Rogue. Classic from Kaladesh. Hey. Yeah. Two and two blue. When it enters, you get two uh, Thopters. Um, you tap two artifacts to target creature can't be blocked this turn. Okay, mostly for the Thopters to have more things to swing with. Yeah, so it's pretty decent. Rexiel. Yeah, I like Rexiel. Island Walk, Swamp Walk, 5 8 for three blue, blue, black. When he deals combat damage to a player, you may cast target instant sorcery card from that player's graveyard without paying its mana cost. If that spell will be put into a graveyard this turn, exile instead. Great card to give double strike to. Yes, this deck is just it's it's a thievery deck. You're you're getting in, you're stealing their stuff, you're casting their stuff, and you're drawing your stuff to steal more of their stuff. It's it's very it fits the the family theme it looks like. Yeah. Fun fact, this card was made because the, the designer for this card wanted a commander for his uh blue black uh underwater creature deck. <laughs> back in uh, back in Zendikar, I think this was uh, World Wake, but the Zen the original Zendikar block. Yeah. Uh, let's get the sorceries now. Uh, Austere Command. Board wipe. Options. Really good board wipe. Uh, Dusk and Dawn. Um, a board wipe and recursion for all your tiny creatures. Yeah. Jailbreak. It's okay in this deck. Uh, this card's new. And this card's new and super sick. Yeah. You want to talk about this one? 
Yeah, so it's one and a white for a sorcery. Return target permanent card into opponent's graveyard to the battlefield under their control. When that permanent enters the battlefield, return up to one target permanent card with equal or lesser equal or lesser mana cost from your graveyard to the battlefield. Oh, this is this is some good white reanimation. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's politics fair. too. I love it. Yeah, it's politics. It's reanimation. It's like my two favorite things in Commander. And it only costs two mana. Oh, this is so sick. Hey, yeah, I'm sorry about blowing up your Blightsteel. I'll give it back to you. And then I'll get mine. <laughs> yeah, well, the best thing is, like, hey, I got a Blight... Or, you can't get Blightsteel because it shuffles into the library when it goes to the graveyard. But, uh, you can be like, hey, it sucks that they blew up your creature. You know, here, you know, you want it back? <laughs> Why don't you just go hit them with it? They, just, they killed it, you know? <laughs> right. Ugh. I love this card. That, I, I'm definitely going to pick up a couple That's great for this copies. card, because you bring back one of your ETBs, like, oh, I don't know, Aerial Extortionist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, hey, you can have your creature back, and it's gone. Fuck! Everything <laughs> circles back to Aerial Extortionist. I'm sorry, I love it. <laughs> no, it's it's good. I think I think that's a great example. Um, You can have it back, but you got to cast it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta pay for your shit. I Nightmare do making, here. janky board wipe. If you play it and time it right, you can get super advantage out of this because all your creatures are kind of small in most cases. So mm -hmm. uh, if your hand's low, you just blow up everything that's bigger than the cards in your hand or you just get rid of everything, period. Yeah. If your hand's super full. For Vane Command. Uh, Options. Yeah, I mean, giving stuff fear is important in this deck, but, uh... Let me... Uh, this is gonna be one of the cards I would cut first from this deck. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. It could be a very good end gamer. It's like, hey, stop that. And then just poof, one person. Or two. Yeah. But the resurrection it, options okay. for two creatures... Yeah, well, it's return target creature. You can't choose that one twice. I I just think all of its abilities are too overcosted. Like normally with the commands, like uh, one like one ability is kind of where you want it to be. But I like no two setups of this like feel like I've got my mana near my mana value. Like target player loses X and I kill one creature for like seven mana. Yeah. Like make somebody lose five, lose yeah. It's it, maybe I'm being nitpicky. It's options, and it's good yeah, for it's a options. commander deck pre-con, because... Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, people are going to have issues trying to figure out what cards to swap in. So this does a lot of things mm -hmm. that, like, hey, I like this effect. Then they'll find another card that does that effect to replace it if they don't like the other effects. Yeah. Ding dong. Uh, stolen Identity? Oh, look. <laughs> Create a copy. The Cypher. Very good yeah. for unblockable dot deck. Treasure Cruise. Delve, because you're discarding cards. Yep. Rid of Return. This one's new, right? Yeah, this one's new. Yep. Three and two black. Return target creature card <laughs> from your graveyard to the battlefield. Tapped. Cypher. Ooh. This card's great. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Double Strike, bro. Yeah. Cypher's so good with Double Strike. Oh. Yeah. Surprisingly, I, could... I like this card. Yeah, uh... <laughs> 
surprisingly, uh, I'm not surprised because I like it too. <laughs> Dude, yeah. getting rid of return oh, on double strike without something that's already unblockable. Oh my god. Just, oh, you thought you had me handled. Ha ha. <laughs> Two creatures a turn, baby. That's <laughs> so good. And then you can also cipher this onto something the turn you play it, and then attack with it, so you get three creatures back the first turn you play it for five man. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> An offer you can't refuse. Eh. Yeah. I, I, a lot of people like this card. I don't. That's just me. I mean, yeah. I, I, it's a blue counterspell. I'm probably never going to like it. I don't know how I feel about it. Because, like, part of me is like, this is decent in CDH, because it's one mana counter spell. And the other part of me is like, I don't want to give somebody two fucking treasures in CDH. <laughs> Honestly, I'd rather give them two treasures than make them draw two cards. With, yeah. like, Arcane Denial, but, you know. Well, the thing about that's great about Arcane Denial is the draw two cards is staggered, right? They don't get it the same turn. That's fair. They get the treasures the same turn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, change of plans. This, this is new. This is new. X one blue. Each of X target creatures you control connive. You may have any number of them phase out. Ooh. Ooh. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Kind of like a blue uh, Teferi's protection. Uh, you can use it aggressive or defensive. I like it. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm conniving. Okay, I'm not going to have enough damage to kill you. I'll just phase them out. Or, oh, you're about to board wipe? Well, I'm just going to phase my creatures out. Yep. Phase your creatures out, loot a decent bit. And they, and they come back stronger, possibly. Yeah, one one counter, but... I like it. It's cool. Yeah. I, mean, I, I hate phasing because it's so confusing, but I like it. <laughs> yeah. Like... Because if we look at this at three mana, connive your commander doesn't save your commander. That's like decent value depending on your uh, com who your commander is. What I will say about this card, phasing is a very complicated mechanic. I'm not a huge fan of having it in a precon for new players, but getting new players familiar with a complicated mechanic like this is good. Yeah. Because. Having someone try to explain that to you later, it fucks with people who've never seen it before. You know, and, and also additionally, I think phasing is... I think for a new player, phasing is less complicated than, like, somebody who's already played the game. Do you know what I mean? Like, if it's a, if it's a mechanic you're familiar with from the start, it's not that hard to grasp. But if you learn the normal mechanics of the game and then you learn phasing, it's weird. Yeah. Like banding. Like banding, yeah. Uh, Matt White won a game with won a CDH game with banding the other day. I'll have to tell you about it after the after we record. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm gonna be up for that. <laughs> it's it's so good. It's so <laughs> actually I'm, I'm just this needs to be other. He uh he so he plays Hirobi Death's Whale. Um, and Hirobi was dead, so he has this card that says. I think tap target creature gains banding until it a turn. So if he has Hirobi on, it just says tap kill target creature. Right. So he banded all of his creatures together and swung at somebody, and they blocked, and he had them all assign the damage to uh, the Phyrexian Obliterator. Oh, no. <laughs> so they lost their board. Oh. 
Okay. Oh my gosh. Dogpile. <laughs> what a janky mechanic banding is. Oh god, yes. Uh, that's so fucked up. Well, I can't use my banding to kill you. But wait, I can. Oh god. Uh, commit to memory. I mean, it's... It's a good card. Yeah. I I really like commit to memory commit to hit spells, not non land permanents, but uh like while they're on the stack. But uh it's it's decent and the memory's just uh, okay for its mana cost. I like commit because it's a counter spell without being a counter spell. I like yeah, things like... that say, Okay, you can't do that right now, you can do it later though. Yeah, it's like uh, memory lapse. It's kind of like <laughs> it all loops back to the aerial extortionist. You can have that, <laughs> just not right now. You can have it, not right now. You have to pay for it again. I. It's gonna sound funny in my head when I say this, but I call them Kanye counters because hold up, I'm gonna let you finish, but not right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, if you can't meme it it's not worth playing sometimes <sighs> Kanye counters I'll have to get a full list of all the Kanye counters <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it in my leer deck that I'm building <laughs> all right. uh, lethal scheme lethal Ooh. scheme guard ahead uh, two black black instant convoke destroy target creature planeswalker each creature that convoked lethal scheme connives that's good I mean if you have two untapped creatures, this is this is two mana destroy target uh, creature planeswalker, and then even without the two connives, that's good. With two connives, that's just really valuable. Uh, you could do this with four connives if they're black creatures. Exactly. Yeah. And this then is four yeah. of your creatures connive. Yeah, this card's insane. I think this is going to be seeing a lot of play in any black creature based deck. Yeah, convoke is a really powerful effect. Yeah. Oh, you're about to board wipe? Fine. I'll convoke my four creatures that are about to die to kill your planeswalker while I'm on their way out, and then they get and then I mill some more cards or whatever, and I get to my recovery effect for the board wipe. Mm. From Yeah, that. you dig four cards, like that's just good. Yeah. <laughs> Basically you pay z if you have four creatures you pay zero mana to dig four cards and kill something. Okay, and it's instant, so yeah, uh, this is a good card. A sometimes yeah. free black kill spell? Yeah, you know I'm about that. <laughs> I'm all about that life. Yeah, I'll play Slaughter Pact, I'll play Force of Despair, I'll play uh, the the Swamp one that you pay for life to play for free. Snuff Dead Out. Snuff Out, Deadly Rollick, yeah. Lethal Scheme? It's on my list of, let's do it. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's f zero mana to be able to kill something is always great. Um, and then usually the downsides for them are pretty, like, Slaughter Pack, you have to pay it later. Um, what's it called? Snuff Out, you have to pay for life. The downside to this is you have to have blockers open. which And you can go to assign blockers, assign them as blockers, then use the them to convoke and tap them. So, like, I, this this card's great. Best part is convoke doesn't care about summoning sickness. 
Yeah, that's another great part. So you made four tokens on your turn. By the time it gets back around to your turn, you tap those four zombies. Boom. Now your zombies are bigger, and you and you and you went through four cards. Seems good. Yeah. Even without the knife, this would be a great card. And with it, I think that pushes it over to the like really good category. All right. So obscure charm. I think we talked about some of the charms last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The charm effects in this set, they're really good. Uh, this one, it gets a multi... It's got a uh, a titan effect on it to get back a permanent. Uh, it counters an instant or sorcery or destroys target creature mana value three or less. It's good for blue, black, white. I think the options are great. Yeah. Having a counter spell on there and removal with something else means that if you don't have the situational uh, reanimation, you'll have the counter spell effect or the removal effect usually. So this will never be like stuck in your hand, I feel like, which is what you want for eff for effects like this. Oh yeah, definitely. I think for the rest of this episode, what we're going to have to do here is we'll have to not go over as many reprints and yeah. just name them. Um, and we'll have to try next week to try and talk maybe about upgrades for these decks if we feel like it's necessary because some of these seem pretty solid and you just keep doing more of the same thing if you want to upgrade it so far uh yeah obscure confluence new card one white <laughs> one esper <laughs> uh choose three you may choose the same mode more than once instant okay this is already sounding fun and so on a turn target creature loses all abilities and becomes a one one all right target creature connives okay target player returns a card from their graveyard to their hand a creature from the graveyard to their hand okay um i like all of these effects yeah uh granted I like... i'm most likely going to use it to make three of my three opponents creatures become one ones <laughs> as a defensive maneuver <laughs> yeah I mean, that's a good thing. Like, you can hold it up for a defensive maneuver, and then if you don't get attacked, you can then just uh, connive three times to dig, to dig three, or you can return three creatures from your graveyard to effectively draw three cards. Absolutely. Uh, next two cards in instance. Source of Plowshares. Good removal. Utter End. Good removal. Good removal. <laughs> you might play the one that's one, three, one, and a white-black, and you lose two life to do the same thing, but still good great insert for a new player yeah artifacts this will be quick oh thank god yeah arcane signet Zoria's signet commander sphere uh we'll go through the, re the reprints just like that so demir signet Felwar stone uh orzov signet quiet a spike big butt a boop for unblockable uh soul ring strinic resonator yeah we got lots of triggers yeah uh swift foot boots because we want to go fast when you're unblockable wayfarer's bobble all right <laughs> cool uh so now those are all really neat cards. I like them mm -hmm. in this set. So let's look at the actual new stuff. Currency Converter. One. When you discard a card, you may exile that card from your graveyard. It's an artifact, okay? So you pay mm -hmm. two, tap it, draw a card, and discard a card. Okay. So you're feeding your exile. Tap. Put a card exiled with it into your graveyard. If it's a land, you get a treasure. If it's a non-land, you get a 2-2 black rogue. Okay, remember how you were talking about this, a lot of these cards, a couple cards feeling like uh, 
waste dot or bone, yeah. bone miser um this is like reverse bone miser you're taking cards out of your exile into your discard rather than from your hand so it's kind of the same thing and i really like that i really like yeah. that i like it but it feels so slow because you have to for you to f like if you're already conniving it's good but i feel like if you don't have aren't playing a deck that consistently can is discarding a lot then it's not great because you never want to have to pay two mana tap it draw a card discard a card untap it tap it put the card you just discarded from your graveyard into exile but if you're already discarding a bunch and it can just be tap make a treasure or a tutu that's pretty good okay so when i look at this card i automatically my brain went straight to anji falcon wrath okay so you're in rakdos you've got this yeah. You've got the red guy that says whenever you make a treasure token, you make an extra. All right? Yep. And it's dumb. So you tap Anji. You draw a card, discard a card. It, it gets exiled with the currency converter. It was it, The card had madness, so you untap Anji. And then you, you tap this, put the card back into your graveyard for whatever effect it has. Um, and then you make two treasure tokens. And then you unwinding clock. Well, you only make the treasure tokens if you discard a land, is the thing. Well, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, there's no land for madness. Yeah. But you can still get some value out of it. Like, if your Anji has to discard a land instead of madness, you mm -hmm. get treasures out of it to play other cards. That's a great card. I think it's not broken, but it is useful. It's, a it's worth consideration. It's great for a deck that knows it's going to discard. Yeah. You get value out of the lands you draw. <laughs> Period. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. You do get to churn lands into treasures. But yeah. Um, Mask of Riddles. Uh, equip creature has fear. When equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. Uh, equip two when it costs uh, a blue and a black. Seems good. It's, yeah, it's decent. Why do I feel like Rage this is a reprint because of fear? I think this actually is. I think this is a reprint from uh, Alara, now that I think about it. Okay. I guess I didn't recognize it right off the bat. Good call. Uh, yeah. Mask of the Schemer. Whenever an equipped creature... It's a two and a blue equipment. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, it connives X, where X is the amount of damage it dealt to that player. Okay. Connive X. That's unique. Yeah. I mean, it's going to get exponentially better because you're going to put a bunch of counters on it because you connived a bunch, and then you're going to hit them even harder next time. Especially if you have double strike. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Connive for four, boom. Okay, four plus one plus one counters. Now I hit you for six, Now I, or eight, or whatever, and you connive even more. Yeah. Okay, cool. Massive schemer. Blue aggression. Ooh. Uh, yeah, that's all the new cards. Enchantments. Yeah. There's only three in here. They're um, all new. They're all new. And oh god. They're good. In too yeah. deep. Two blue enchantment. Split second. There's another effect that's coming back. Um, so split second says when you play it, nobody can respond to it with spells. Or activate abilities. So you yep. get the spell. It's going to happen. Um, enchanted creature, planeswalker, or clue becomes... A colorless clue 
would pay two sack to artifact draw a card and loses all the abilities. Uh, amazing. Yeah. That's... I already hate blue, but I love this card. Why would you enchant a clue with this is my question. It's, it's so that when you enchant the creature and it becomes a clue, the enchantment oh, doesn't, doesn't fall off. I see. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this is pretty good. Just good blue removal. It's like kind of along the lines of Pognify or whatnot, but it's uh, it's it splits second, so it's even faster than Instant Sweep. Or no, 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 it's still it's it's blue Dark Steel Mutation. Yeah, it's still Sorcery Speed, but it just can't be responded to. So they can't like if they have an Ashnaz Altar. Notably, they can sacrifice it because that's a mana ability. Right, but, but still, if they have an other, if they if it's a different sack outlet, this can get. They can't uh, use it right away. But still, either way, it mm -hmm. gets rid of whatever you were trying to do. If sacking yeah. it is the only way to stop you from making it useless, okay. <laughs> Speaking of Overall, things dying... <laughs> oh my god. Life insurance. Uh, this card's ridiculous. Go ahead. Uh, three white-black for an enchantment with extort. Uh, whenever another, whenever a non-token creature dies, you lose a life and create a treasure. Does not say non-token creature you control. This card's ridiculous. I mean, this is just... Yeah. And the extort, it basically makes your mana, makes your life back that you lose for the treasures. Yeah. It's, it's instant gratification black market. Yeah. You can play this, play a board wipe, get a bunch of treasures, start using those treasures to extort your opponent. It's, uh, it's, it's dumb. It's stonks. Cause, yeah, stonks. Because you either... Because with Black Market, you just invest and you get it all over time. With this, you can sell your stonks right away and get instant value. Yeah. this is It's really good. Or you can uh, board them. <laughs> I like it. It's good. Yeah. Any white-black control decks gonna want this yeah they're also gonna want this next card yeah smugglers share do you want to go over this one <sighs> okay this card in my mind is just as good as that that bird it's <laughs> smuggler share one it's awesome because there are three raccoons stealing shit on the art <laughs> and it's two and a white and it's an enchantment because that's where we're at. And at the beginning of each end step, each, not yours, draw a card for each opponent who drew two or more cards this turn. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, there's more? Comma. Uh, then create a treasure token for each opponent who had two or more lands into the battlefield under their control this turn. Uh, amazing. This card... Yeah. Oh, you're playing against a blue deck, a green deck, and a black deck. Okay, on this turn, this guy drew two cards. Boom. You draw a card. The green deck ramps. You get a treasure. The black deck does both. You get a treasure and draw a card. Fucking yeah. great. I mean, what's really good about this is if they just play a fetch land and crack it on the same turn, you get a treasure. Yep. So, but I guess if they're smart, they can wait to crack it. But yeah, I mean, overall, this is just still a, a, great a blue card. player plays a cantrip on the turn that they drew it. You draw a card. Yeah. Like, it's great. Yeah. Currently... And it's for each opponent 
who had that happen. So yeah. if somebody wheels, all your opponents drew two or more cards. So you're going to yeah. draw three cards. Somebody plays a spell where everybody goes and gets two lands or whatever, one of the green uh, communal cards. Mm -hmm. You're going to get that many treasures. It's great. For two and a white, yeah. there's a reason this card is 20 bucks out the gate on this deck as a new yeah. card. Because if you think about it, it's busted. If you think about it, if you only get one card from this per rotation, and it's one treasure per rotation, you're already better than a Phyrexian Arena. Uh, it's, which only it's, gives you one card per table rotation. It's and better than that. It's it's White's version of Ristic Studies. And ah, Smothering Tithe. Ah, I think it's so much worse than either of those cards. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. But yeah, it, it's pretty... It's it's there. It, I mean, it, I think it says more about how powerful those two cards are that this great, awesome card we've done nothing about raving about is significantly worse than both of those cards. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, it's still good. Uh, it, it, yeah, this card's still good. You profit off of things you know your opponents are going to want to do most of the time. Mm -hmm. And as the game goes on, these, uh, unlike Ristic Study and Smothering Time, I guess, as the game goes on, they can't avoid this happening with just paying more mana. Like, th this is going to happen if they want to keep playing their decks. Alright. So now we're at the lands, and we're going to take a quick quick break. Um, mostly so I can get coffee. More coffee. Because yeah. um, we're going to have to try and churn through four more decks in an hour and a half. And oh, man. <laughs> but we've pretty much learned what cards are new and reprints, and we're going to skip over most of them. So yeah, um, lands. I just got some basic multicolor lands here that they normally throw in here. Um, doo -doo -doo, choked Estuary. Okay, that's a cool reprint. Fetid uh, Heath. The, the white-black filter land. And the uh, Darkwater Catacombs. The blue-black filter land. Okay, some good reprints in here. Um, or oh, that's the Signet land. Oh, the Signet land. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And... Uh, Obscura Storefront, so you get the free panorama in here, the common, yeah. because they're going to give you that instead of the rare Tri-Land in the set, of course. Uh, Path of Ancestry, uh, which is a promo for all the Command Fests, so that's why that card will never be above a quarter again. Uh, port overall, nothing good. new, though. I mean, but they put some dual, some dual mana-type lands in here, yeah, that weren't fucking guild gates, basically. There's yeah, a bunch in here that actually thing. come into play untapped. Mm -hmm. Port Town, Prairie Stream, Sun... Yeah, there's actual usable dual mana lands in here. Yeah, overall I think it's a pretty good setup of... Uh... Skycloud Expanse. Yeah, like, yeah. the mana base in this, although not expensive, is actually good yeah it's gonna it's gonna be worth you're you're not gonna feel too bad just using the base mana base 38 lands is a lot though i'm not a fan of these thriving though being the lands that actually come into play tapped in this and they only give you two of your three colors and a three color like what bruh yeah i'm just... just give me the old not even the ones that are, have all the land. Give me the old shard cards, not these thrivings. They're 
Meh. Yeah. If a land's going to come mean, into play tapped in a three-color deck, you better get all three colors. Yeah, exactly. With 38 lands, though, you could just cut the three thriving cards and yep. put in, like, three. I'll put in the three that have cycling. Or, hell, just not even three lands. Like, go down to 35, put in three, like, uh, ramp pieces. Yeah, it feels like this deck has a pretty good mana base. Like, yeah. its mana curve seems really good. Um, it's, it's like a 2.2 mana curve on a precon. That's pretty good. You could cut those uh -huh. three lands and add more draw effects or um, or my favorite card that never gets enough play dragon throne of tarkir you know yeah oh you you don't want to swing with your commander okay we go to a combat and you get unblockable and then you get double strike and then i tap my commander with the dragon throne and everybody gets buffed and gets trampled and it's like let's go esper aggression <laughs> esper aggro baby let's go <laughs> Esper, Esper Stompy, what's up? Um, <laughs> no, that's that's the uh, the the Obscuro Esper Precon. Um, I think it's pretty good. And yeah. honestly, you look at it, it's easily the most expensive of the five when you look at individual card value right now. Yeah, but not by, like by margin. But all of them are at least a hundred in value if you look at it. Yeah. But this one's got 140. But most of that's probably because of the Silent Blade only and the Smuggler share. Like, yeah, and the without has, has the boots, doesn't it as well? Swiffle boots. Yeah, without Smuggler share, this is the same price basically as the uh, the next Naya one. deck. Yeah, which is the next one. I do think the Obscure is probably the strongest of the precons, just mm -hmm. because the synergy is clear across the board. Like, you're going to get unblockable. You're going to do damage. You're going to get value from going to combat and pounding people. Which, if you're playing pre-con, like all five of these pre-cons against each other, that's what you want to do. You're going to want to yeah. hit people because you're not jumping out with infinite combos out the gate. You're just going to hammer people and take their spells and get more value. The yeah. obscure pre-con is just a great start for people. Like... 10 out of 10. Great pre-con. Yeah, overall, I think uh, I think all of these pre-cons are pretty great. Uh, the Obscure one was unique, not something we really see from Esper, like such a combat-focused deck, and it's going to be, I think, uh, a fun experience for new players to get into Commander, and overall, like, a good experience for old players to try out something new. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Commander number two. Uh, with four more to go, we got maybe two, two and a half hours. Uh, Kit Kanto Mayhem Diva. This is the Naya Precon. Or mm -hmm. the Cabaretti Precon. Whichever yeah. word you want to use for these three colors. <laughs> P.S. It's Naya. Um, so, one red, green, white. Legendary Cat Bard Druid. Alright. The spice level is already high. Yeah. 3-3. Three, three. When Kit Kanto enters a battlefield, you get 1-1 one, one green and white citizen creature token. All right. <laughs> like, I'm already a... Okay, cool, cool. At the beginning of combat on each player's turn, you may tap two untapped creatures you control. When you do, 
target creature that player controls gets plus two plus two and gains trample into on a turn goad that creature what? yeah this is pretty good <laughs> oh I, yeah the ability to goad people's creatures like this is good for two reasons because you can one force them to attack with a creature they don't want to lose in combat or two force them to not attack you with a creature they really want to attack <laughs> with <laughs> yeah and it and it's instant speed and it's not a spell so mm -hmm. it's like oh they just oh god they just went super hyper voltron and you're like mm, not for me thanks <laughs> yeah <laughs> not it <laughs> no it ignores summoning sickness too so you can tap creatures you just played to yeah. activate this ability you get you can tap her and the citizen you just made on yep. anybody's turn so you don't have to choose right away you just use it when you need to and obviously yeah. Naya token generation and citizens I'm expecting a lot of that in here yeah seedboard muse is going to be a great upgrade for this deck just I feel like already without even looking at the rest of this before we go through here mayhem diva and being a bard yes the spice level's high I'm already a fan <laughs> So let's yeah. look through the creatures and see. We're going to name off a bunch of the reprints. We're not going to bother with them much, but we'll go to the new ones. Um, Agitator Ant. And it's a, that's a reprint, I'm sure. Uh, is it? Is it? I think that's a new card. No, that Let's looks check. new. But it's a 2-2. Two, two. At your end yeah. step, each player can put two plus one plus one counters on a creature they control. You goad creatures, uh, each creature that has counters, put it on its way. Okay, now I think that's, I think it's old, but it's good. A goad. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Uh, a Rasta of the Endless Web. Spider, 3-5 reach, 4 mana, expectable. Whenever an opponent casts an instant or sorcery, you get a spider. More token generation for Kit Kanto. Yep. Uh, Bess is a new one. Do this. <laughs> Bess, uh, Soul Nourisher. One green white for 1 1 legendary creature and citizen. Whenever one or more other creatures you control with base power and toughness 1 1 enter the battlefield under your control, put a, count, a 1 1 counter on Bess. Whenever Bess attacks, each other creature you control with base power and toughness 1 1 gets plus X plus X to so turn where X is the number of possible counters on Bess. Great board wide buff creature. Uh, she's a freaking almost a crater hoof, dude. Yeah, she's almost a crater hoof, but only for one ones. So <laughs> we could call her Crater Milf. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus, I'm a bad yeah. person. Um, but no, I mean she's great. Yeah. You're swarming with tokens, and then when you go to combat, all those tokens are gonna get big. Yeah, she just says whatever. Endless value. It doesn't say non-token for giving her the counter. So if you play like uh, secure the wastes, like X equals five, she's gonna become a six six, and you're gonna. Uh, no, one or uh, more other. Oh, one or more. All right. So that's less good, but she's still pretty good. Yeah. So I mean, if if you just get incremental bonuses, it's great. Yeah, like verdant force, create a one one in everybody's upkeep. Uh, put it with a Rasta. Already synergy. They cast a spell, you get a 1-2. Uh, 
And then that, okay, so the, the Arasta is not going to help. <laughs> Never mind. But Arasta is probably the weird one in this situation. Um, yeah. But Boss Chauffeur, this guy's definitely new. Four and a white, elf citizen, zero, zero. He enters the battlefield with a number of plus and plus one counters on it, equal to the number of other creatures you control. Okay. That's cool. Alliance. Yeah. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under control, put a plus one plus one counter on it. Okay. Uh, when he dies, you get and create a one one creature citizen for each counter on him. Okay. <laughs> so I'm learning is the boss has a clown car. <laughs> this guy's strong. Yeah, he's just he's gonna be a big creature and then so you either deal with the big creature and then have to deal with a bunch of one ones, or you don't deal with a big creature and just have a tear through you. He's like a white version of Nadier. Um, whenever one of your tokens would die, Nadier would get a counter, and then when he dies, you get more tokens. This mm -hmm. guy's kind of an ETB version of that. When your creatures enter, he gets bigger, and then when he dies, you get more. It's really, oh, yeah. God. And then the next creature goes right with that. Champion of Lambo. Yeah, Champion of Lambo. That's a great reprint. Mer -mer. Uh, base power toughness 1-1, yeah. which means Bess and Champion are going to dunk. Um, yep. Oh and god, which means when Bess and Champion are together, Bess's Champion is just gonna say all your stuff can't be blocked most of the time, probably. Yeah, I mean because Champion's gonna be huge in this deck. Oh yeah, speaking of making things bigger, Gaji. Um, Honored one, great. Card. And you're and you're goading people, so that's gonna be fun. <laughs> mm -hmm. Kazul, Tyrant of Cliffs. Whenever an opponent attacks, you get a three-three if they attack you. Unless they yeah. pay three. So, yeah, that's cool. Free stuff. And so whenever a creature in opponent controls it, attacks, so it's per creature they send it you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Leaf Kindred, Mana Dork. If you have more four more creatures, you get more mana. Life of the Party. Yeah, this has to be new. Uh, I believe so. It's either new or it's from AFR. <laughs> Yeah, it's new or new to us, so let's go over it. <laughs> Three and a red, elemental, zero, one. So, best doesn't care. Uh, first yeah. strike, trample haste. Okay, I care. Uh, when life of the party attacks, it gets plus X plus O until it turns X number of creatures you control. Sheesh. When it enters the battlefield, if it's not a token, each opponent creates a token that's a copy of it. The tokens are goaded for the rest of the game. Holy God. crap. <laughs> First strike trample haste that gets plus X plus O. So everybody's getting one. And none of them can attack you. And oh my god. That card's sick. At minimum, it's a 1 1 trample haste for your opponents. For you, it's probably going to be bigger. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's great. Make the it. thing is, like, you don't want to block with, you don't want to, your opponents aren't going to want to block each other's life of the parties with their life of the parties, because it's first strike and trample, mm -hmm. so the blocker is always on the downside, so it's, oh my god, this, this card's super cool. It's, it's gonna make, it's a party. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Megas the wheel, hey, cool, wheels, Great get more cards. Uh, Master of Ceremonies. I believe this is now. Um, three and a white for a three-four Rhino Druid at the 
beginning of your upkeep, each opponent chooses money, friends, or secrets. <laughs> I already like this card. <laughs> each player who chose money, uh, you, for each player who chose money, you and that player create a treasure token. For each player who chose friends, you and that player create a 1-1 one, one green and white citizen creature token. For each player who chose secrets, you and that player each draw a card. This card's awesome. I fucking love this card. Yeah, and note, this is not a vote, so you can't put it in your Tivit deck. You can, but... Yeah. Uh, but you're getting profit off it anyway, so it's like you're voting more times anyways. It's great. So, yeah, like you're, you're literally giving everyone everything, but whatever they choose to take, you get as well. Yep. It's great. White, no, it's, White's getting so much gas this set. <laughs> I, I, I'm worried that, like, people memed on White and Commander a bunch, and then now they're, like, buffing it up, and I feel like I'm worried they're gonna, like, go too far, you know? You mean, they <laughs> like, they haven't already? Yeah. Smothering Ties was a little too much. <laughs> and, and now they've got cards that we can compare to Ristic Study? <laughs> not, it's not the same, but we can compare it. Like... Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't think they quite have their Ristic they, Study yet. They definitely don't have issues with card draw anymore. Yeah. There's plenty of cards. Uh, Orzov Advocates... Uh, two and a white. Card. This is a reprint, right? Human advisor. Yes, uh, do one four. Beginning of your upkeep. Each player can put two counters on creatures they control. If they could do, that player controls can't attack you or planeswalk control until your next turn. Okay. It's a uh, goad without forcing them to attack. They just can't attack you. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Sabine. We went over this last episode, but this is a new card uh, 3 and Naya for a 3-6 creature tokens you can draw haste. Parlay a 3 combat on your turn. Each opponent reveals the top pair of their library. For each land card revealed this way, create a 1-1 one, one, white citizen creature token. Then creatures you can draw at plus plus 1 until end of turn for each non-land card revealed this way. Then each player draws a card. Super cool. It's really for being Bess's confidant. <laughs> yeah, this will be great in Bess. Uh, no, Bess will be great in this, because Naya. Oh, yeah, that's right. I but still, I forgot Bess is good synergy. Green white. Spam tokens. Yeah. It looks like there's a lot of more new creatures in this one than the other one. Rose Room Treasure. Yeah. Three and a red, four, they... three. Ogre Warrior with Alliance. Whenever another creature enters a battlefield under control, you get a treasure token if it's the first or second time this ability has resolved this turn. Otherwise, you may pay X. When you do, he deals X damage to any target. Ooh. This is a cool card. Uh, you know, the X damage is okay, but two treasures per turn is really good. Yeah. I know how you like your treasure generation, Josh. Eh. <laughs> um, Rumor Gatherer. This is from... This is technically a reprint, but from Capenna, so I'll just go over it real quick. Uh, one white, white for two one elf wizards. Elf Wizard, Alliance, whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, scry one. If this is the second time this ability has resolved this turn, draw a card instead. Like we said, <laughs> white draw, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Soccer Only Tribe one draw per turn, but pretty good. Yeah, Soccer Tribe Elder. Scoot Swarm, let's go. Oh, yeah, that's a good reprint. That's great with Silvala, Explorer Returned, another good reprint, especially when you're spamming out creatures. Uh, yeah. Sizzling Soloist. This guy is funny. Uh, three and a red, three, two. Human citizen. More citizens. 
Uh, whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, target creature opponent block controls can't block this turn. If this is the second time this ability is resolved, that creature attacks during its control as the next combat phase of Fable. Yeah. I mean, it's not goad, but you can pick off things that people don't want to attack with. Yeah. All in all, I, I pretty like, I, I like Sism That's just cool art. Speaking of crater hoof effects, Thunderfoot Bailoff. Seems good. Really good reprint. What else? Solid card. Yep. Uh, Zerzoth, Chaos Rider. Oh, I've been meaning to build a deck around this guy. <laughs> so it's a reprint, clearly. Uh, two and a yeah, red. Yeah, jump start. Two, three. Devil. Whenever an opponent draws their first card each turn, if it's not their turn, you get a 1-1 one, one red devil creature token with, when it dies, deal one damage to any target. Cool. There's some best synergy. Uh, whenever one or more devils you control attacks one or more players, you and those players each draw a card and discard a card at random. Okay. Wow. That's fun. Yeah, I like this card. Alright. So we'll hit the sorceries um, now. Yeah, Capri Conflux. Yeah. Oh. Uh, three uh, red, green, white, three Naya. Choose three. You may choose the same mode more than once, just like all the other Confluxes. Uh, create a token that's a copy of target creature you control against haste sacrifice to be the next end step. <laughs> I'll go over that in a second. <laughs> uh, exile target artifact or enchantment. Creatures target player controls get plus one, plus one, and first strike until end of turn. Get ready to see. Um, I'll create three token copies of Crater Hoof. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, oh, no, yeah. you, you, we just talked about the creature. We make three copies of Thunderfoot. Yeah, Thunderfoot Bailout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the deck. Uh, <laughs> Don't even have yeah, to get is, another one. This is insane. That that first mode is crazy. Yeah, six mana in Naya to make three copies of anything. That's good. Like, they go away at end of turn, but like... They also get haste. Like, yeah, or you can like do... I'll get three Avengers... Three more Avengers is Endicar. So you get three you get three more of his ETBs and then you play your fetch land for turn and you get eight counters on all your plants. <laughs> Hell, if I had the mana, I'd make three Magus of the Wheels. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're we're churning through the deck right now. I've decided. <laughs> Fuck it, I will wheel everyone. Um or you can make like um a, a you get a a copy of the Rose Room Treasurer. Three of them. Yeah. Guess what? Three They're Rose Room Treasures. Oh, get so much tre so much treasure. So there'd be four Rose Room Treasurers triggering three times. That's eight treasures and four times for you to pay X if you want to. Yeah. That's crazy. But at least yeah, eight think... treasures. So you get three four threes, and the spell's free, basically. Yeah. And, and the good thing is the treasure you can use... The treasure won't go away, like the creatures will, so you can use it on the next turn. Like, oh, Jesus. This is this is good with anything with an ETB. I think I think this conflux, Confluence uh, will be used in most Naya decks. You make three copies of Scoot Swarm and play a land. Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, my gosh. Go to hell. <laughs> God, I, I fucking love Scoot Swarm, dude. This card's crazy. Yeah, that's the thing. 
That's gonna be a bomb. Not a big deal yeah. in CDH, but we're not talking about CDH. Nah, yeah. <laughs> the CDH player's like, this card fucking sucks. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Uh, Camaraderie, four green white. Gain X life, draw X, racks them creature control, they get plus one, plus one, no turn. Okay, that's a good yeah, reprint. It's decent. Yeah. Cultivate, good reprint. Uh, help you fix the money. Good board white. Uh, harmonize. It's harmonize. <laughs> yep. It's draw. decent. Indulge in excess. Uh, whatever creature you control attacks this turn, you create a 1-1 one, one green and white. This is new. Um, oh. A 1-1 one, one green and white citizen token that's tapped and attacking. Okay. And the aftermath is create a treasure token for each creature you control that dealt combat damage to a player this turn. Oh, it's your favorite. Wow. <laughs> for five minutes, this is really good. Let's say you're swinging with five yeah. creatures. Uh, so you're going to get five one ones attacking. You're going to get all the triggers from the one ones entering from your other creatures. So you're probably going to be able to pay with treasure tokens or whatever spawns for the sorcery to make more treasures off of at all the creatures that just hit. That's good. Yeah. That's it's it's good. It, it's a bunch of burst mana, it's a bunch of more creatures to play. You, if you play it on the same turn, you create a bunch of mana, a bunch of treasures for the guys you attacked with to get a bunch of 1-1s, or you can make the 1-1s then cast it the next turn using the 1-1s to get a bunch of more treasures. It's, yeah. Mm -hmm. I like this card. Uh, Marshall Coup. Uh, it's a good reprint for uh, yeah. someone who's got a lot of mana and wants to fill their board state again. Create a bunch of soldiers, destroy everything else. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, if you've already been board wiped, it's a good way to reestablish board state. Yeah. Uh, seize the spotlight. This is new. Yeah. Each opponent chooses fame or fortune. For each player who chooses fame, gain control of a creature that player controls until on a turn. Untap that creature, it gains haste. Until on turn, for each opponent who chose fortune, you draw a card and create a treasure token. For two and a red. Ugh. God. I fucking... <laughs> Either I get your shit, or... I'm gonna get more of mine. Yeah, do you get to choose the creature if they choose fame? Oh, yeah, for each player who chose fame, gain control of a creature that player controls. Oh, God. And it, and it doesn't say target creature, too. Oh, God. Oh, my God, this is, <laughs> this is going right in Chainer. <laughs> uh, two and a red. Even for controlling a one creature until end of turn, that's a good mana cost. But you can possibly get up to three, or you draw three cards. This is amazing. Yeah, draw three cards, get three treasure, too. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I'm going to get this card, too, because uh, this is great. It's yeah. very underrated, clearly, because it's only 249, unlike the other big bombs. Very, It's a great card. Yeah. I, I, I... Yeah. <laughs> Shamanic Revelation reprint. I love this card. Play it in a bunch of my green decks. Especially when you're going wide. <laughs> yeah. Sylvan Offering. This is a card I haven't seen in forever. I, I really like it, though. Uh, it's a reprint, but you, it's uh, X and green. Choose an opponent. You and that player each create an XX green tree folk, and then you choose an opponent. You and that player each create... 
X one one green elf warrior creature tokens. You can choose the same opponent twice and just buddy up with somebody, or you can choose two different opponents for each effect. But overall, pretty cool. Yeah, uh, you and it's another spam one ones card. <laughs> really yeah. good. <laughs> and then, and then you can use all your spam things to go to the things you just gave somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, a cool just big remember tree everyone and I just gave that you. It's everything goaded. that you make as a creature in this deck is going to fuck with your opponent's creatures. So giving them stuff yeah. is not a big deal. Because you're going to use it literally against the other opponents. <laughs> oh, Vivian Stampede. Yeah. Uh, uh. Uh-oh. Ew. Uh-oh. Oh, God. <laughs> This is pretty good. That uh, so four and two green. Each creature you control gains vigilance, trample, and melee until end of turn. So, yeah, it's not on here, but melee is for each player you attack. It gets what is it plus two plus zero oh or something? Plus one plus one for each other player you've attacked this turn. Right. So yeah. vigilance, trample, and possibly plus two plus two until under turn for six mana okay yeah that's that's the that's the same value as a thunderfoot bailoth right there okay but also vigilance um and at the beginning of the next main phase's turn you draw a card for each player who has dealt combat damage this turn okay yeah so it's usually gonna be draw three <laughs> all right <laughs> that seems good I also want to note the one that actually comes in the pre-con will have the explanation for melee, but Moxfield shows the uh, borderless version that'll come in set boosters, which doesn't have the reminder text. Yeah, I thought for a second there that was really weird. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Artifacts. I mean, instance. Uh, yeah. Reprint. Artifact mutation. Or mutation. And or. Beast yeah. within. Or. I just want to, real quick, Artifact and Aura Mutation are both two really cool reprints. Yeah, they are. Um, they make sense, especially yeah. with people who might actually want to give a crap about destroying artifacts. Yeah. And there's a bunch of good ones in this set. Uh, more reprints. Beast Within, Boros Charm. Uh, we'll come back to the Cabaretti Charm. Um, let's see. Call the Copper Coats? I think that's no. March of the Multitudes? Uh, March of the Multitudes That's is, a reprint. Uh, yeah, it's a reprint from uh, Guild's Return to the Return to Ravnica. And Path to Exile. So those are... I like them. They're all great. Yeah. Um, they For what this deck's doing, that seems right. <laughs> Boros Charm, let's just go. <laughs> go find your creatures, or just hit somebody for four. Yeah. <laughs> so Cabaretti Charm, tell me yeah. how you feel about it. It's okay. <laughs> uh, it's red, green, white for an instant. Choose one. Uh, deals damage equal to the number of creatures you control to target creature or planeswalker. Uh, creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and trample until turn. Create two one, one green and white citizen creature tokens. You never really want to be creating the one ones with this. The other two effects are decent, though. Yeah. You yeah. might make the two one ones if you already have a trample effect on board. Like yeah, I guess. For Bess, making the 1-1s one would be better. Or you mm -hmm. can use this spot removal with the first effect, 
more often you'll probably choose the uh, the second effect if you don't have a trample, because you probably mm-hmm. will. There's just plenty of ways to do it in here. Yeah. Call uh, the copper coats. I, this seems I haven't seen Strive in a while. Yeah, Strive was I believe just Journey into Next, like only that one specific. Uh, I think Sarah this said. is a reprint that I missed over when I was reading the list. I thought it looked new, but I guess I was wrong. No, That's a good card. I think, it, I think it is new, but they're just using Strive again. Let me check. No? Maybe it is new? I've never seen this card before, though. The name's familiar. Alright, well, why don't we go over it anyways, because it seems interesting. Oh, it was also in the Aquaria Commander deck. Oh, okay. So it is a Commander reprint. That's cool. So it's two and a white. Strive. So it's going to cost you an extra one and a white for each target beyond the first. Okay. So you choose any number of target opponents. So at maximum, you're paying seven, usually. And Mm -hmm. you're going to create X one one white human soldier creature tokens where x is the number of creatures that those opponents control holy shit <laughs> um yeah good if there's only one person with a bunch of creatures out three mana you get all these one ones which usually is going to make you have a better board state with the way this deck works because you're, then you're going to tap all those creatures and goad the shit out of them um <laughs> and hurt the other people but if all three of your opponents are playing creature decks, seven mana, I have as much as all of you. You goad the person whose turn it is, and they just go ham on the other ones, and they just lose more creatures. Yeah. That's it's, insane. That, that card's crazy. <laughs> in this deck, I think that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, crash the party. Yeah, five and a green. Instant. Create a tapped 4-4 four, four green rhino warrior creature token for each tapped creature you control. Oh my that's god. That's so good. With the way um, this deck works, <laughs> good. Yeah, so you can the so let's say Josh goes before me in turn order, right? On his combat, I can just tap all my creatures to go to all his creatures. Then on his end step, I can cast this. I'm gonna make a shit ton of four four green rhinos. Yeah, and uh, and once they resolve, you tap them to goad more of their stuff just because you can. Well, no, they enter tapped. Oh, well, okay, maybe not. But then you'll have them to go later. <laughs> yeah, you'll have them to go later, or just win the game on your turn. Yeah. You get a 4-4 yeah, for sick. every tapped creature control. Mm-hmm. If there was only three, you're still getting three 4-4s four for six mana. Pretty yeah. good. And it and just it's gonna gets be more better. Than three. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. gonna be more than three. If you do it for just six, that's awesome. Yeah. In this deck, I don't think six is going to be your average. I think that's going to be your low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you just call the copper coats, oh. and then on your turn, you tap down all those things and to, ta- to goad people's stuff or whatever, and then you crash the party. Like, gross. Yeah, it's just way too much value. Oh, Grand uh-huh. Crescendo. The art on this looks great. The art on this is great. This card is awesome. You should. This this, awesome. this should needs to this. be a Las Vegas Command Fest promo. Oh, that'll be so good. 
Because it looks like Vegas. Let's go. <laughs> Actually, it shouldn't be because I won't be able to go there this year. So. Oh, yeah, of course. That's the only reason Wizards would never do anything like that. <laughs> yeah, oh, Brian's I'll, not there. I guess that's over. I'll call up Mark, make sure the Command Fest promo is like something, you know, yep. stupid. <laughs> Command Fest Vegas, it's canceled. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> What's the point? You entitled prick. I'm kidding. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we matter uh, that much. Yeah. <laughs> it's, We're just so great Grand Crescendo is X white white for an instant. Create X one one X one one green and white citizen creature tokens. Creatures you can draw get indestructible on top of the screen. Oh my god! One one more white mana than secure the waste to give your board indestructible. Super worth. And it. have a bigger board. Yeah. Wow. This is great. Uh, so yeah, Marshall multitudes, more dudes, Pat X. Look, this deck makes dudes, okay? Yeah. And dudettes, because they're citizens. They're they them. Yeah. There are whatever you want them to be. <clears throat> yep. Because they're all citizens and they have equal you, rights. And they, as a, if as, you want to use skeletons, it. nobody can stop you. Yeah. As you long as you uh, just don't identify as a skeleton on the token. Yeah. <laughs> uh, artifacts. Uh, so some reprints: uh, Arcane Signet, uh, Bloodthirsty Blade, Commander Sphere. Uh, that's new. Felworth Stone. Idol of Oblivion. That's that's, that's a reprint, right? It has to be. Yeah, that's from that's from the Gearhead of the Conclave Naya Token Commander deck from a while ago. Uh, What's from the other Naya Token Commander deck? And sorry, this deck doesn't have a lot of artifacts, so that's kind of yeah. a good thing if you think about it, because you're gonna be dodging a lot of artifact hate. So yep. the first new one, False Floor. Four cost artifact enters the battlefield tapped. Creatures enter the battlefield tapped. So two tap, exile it. Exile all untapped creatures. Activate only the sorcery. Holy wow. <laughs> so you make all these tokens and you spend every chance you get goading everyone's creatures on their turns so they have to get tapped and then you get rid of them on your turn after all your stuff untaps no no this exiles all untapped creatures oh well so fine <laughs> so you could tap all your creatures to goad somebody's stuff and then before they go to combat you could activate it <laughs> <laughs> this card's fucking hilarious I love this card. It's great. Oh, you have you have vigilance? Shame. <laughs> <laughs> For shame. Um, oh and no! Is Scepter you know what you do yet? with it? Oh, what do you do? Um, the enchantment. It says every upkeep, everyone untaps their creatures. Oh, what is that? You, you know what I'm talking about? It's it's a green enchantment, right? Yeah. Oh wait. Or is it just you? I think it's there's a there's an enchantment that is for everybody. I know there is because it's it's just like it's one that says untap all non-land permanents every upkeep. Everyone does. Hmm. I, I'll figure it out later. But that's what you do. <laughs> yeah. And then you tap oh, all no. your stuff to goad, and then poof. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So Idle Oblivion makes ten ten Eldrazi. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, uh, draw a card of celebration. If you activate, if you created a token, you'll be doing that to draw cards. Yeah. Scepter is new. Um, two under green equip creature uh, artifact equipment. Equip creature gets plus two oh, plus seven so trample. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, create that many one one green and white citizen creature tokens. Equip is three mana. That's fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> it's insane. And everybody's gonna be attacking each other because you've goaded, so you're gonna be able to get in. That's oh, that's gross. Oh my god. You know what'd be funny with this? What? So you get a big creature out. You equip it with the scepter of celebration. Uh huh. So it's your scepter. It's your effect. Mm -hmm. And then you give them the other equipment that says every upkeep target player can gains control of this creature until end of turn, and it just can't attack you. So you're ha it's, yeah. it's auto goading a big thing from you that they're gonna hit other people with, and you're gonna profit. And then the next person's turn, they get it. And then the next person's turn, they get it. And if it's yeah. like a ten ten, by the time it gets back to you, if it hasn't died, which it probably should, uh, <laughs> you're like profit. Yeah, because it doesn't say equipped creature has when this deals combat damage create that many. <laughs> the scepter <laughs> is what's making them. That's pretty clever. Good eye, Josh. I like janky uh, cards. I also like if you have this with uh, a creature with double... Sh like, if you equip this, then also equip something to do with the creature double strike, and it's like one of those creatures where it's power knows the evil number of creatures you control. First hit happens, you create a bunch of guys. The second hit happens for double the damage. We give this. You give this the crater milf. Give it to Bess. Give it to Crater... Oh, to Bess. I was like, Crater... Oh, that's right. Yeah. The she is... hits. She tramples. She makes 1-1s. One she gets bigger. Yeah, well, she only get 1-1 one, one bigger, because it's one or, whenever one or more creatures enter. But still. Okay, It's fine. pretty decent. Yeah, not as good. But give it to Champion of Lamehole. Yeah. Yeah, give it to Champion of Lamehole, too. You fucking crazy about that <laughs> Um, <laughs> enchantments. Any new enchantments? Uh, I don't believe so. Uh, Symbol of Legions, service. reprint. Awakening Zones, a reprint. Beastmaster, oh god. Wow, that's a cool reprint. <laughs> uh, Duelist Heritage, Felidar Retreat, Intangible Virtue, wow. Uh, Killer Service is new. Uh, yeah, Outpost Siege is sure. good. Yep, that's a new one. And same word conversions. Wow, these enchantments are nuts for a token deck. Yeah, these are really good enchantments, actually. So what's the new ones? Like, they gotta be worse than those, right? Uh, you know, maybe. Uh, killer service, two and a green enchantment. Whenever killer service enters the battlefield, create a number of food tokens that equal to the number of opponents you have. Being of your end step, you may pay two and sacrifice a token if you do create a 4-4 four, four green rhino green warrior creature token. That's okay. It says sacrifice a token. Yeah. Not a food token. The thing is just so slow, though, even if you're just turning one ones into four fours for two mana a turn. It's okay. Yeah, but you can turn a treasure and a clue into a, a four four. Yeah. But but it's still only one per one per your end step, so... 
Okay. That's yeah. It's Over, okay. It's it's okay. It's not as good as Party Crashers. Yeah. Um Prosperous Part Oh fuck yeah, this card <laughs> I saw this card and I was like, Josh is gonna hate this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one red white for an enchantment. When prosperous partnership enters battlefield, create two one one green and white creature. Uh, green and white citizen creature tokens. Tap three untapped creatures you control. Create a treasure token. Uh, this card's this card's dangerous. <laughs> uh, this is a kill on sight card. <laughs> what do, what do you think about it, Josh? I know you love treasure uh, generation. In this deck, this card can go to hell. <laughs> I have to say, I I pre-glanced over the mana base for this one, because you think Naya, you think it's... And we saw the last deck's mana base, it was really good, there was very few lands that came into play tapped. Not this one, no. Its mana base is pretty trashy, as far as I'm concerned. Like... One, two, three, four, five, uh, duke, 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 six, seven, eight. Like, it's got 12 to 15 lands that come into play tapped. Unlike last one, had like three or four. Yeah. It's got the Lovely. courtyard. That's cool. It's yeah. got the stupid fucking thriving lands. Pardon me. <laughs> it actually has one of the three color lands in this in this one, Jungle Shrine. Didn't have one mm -hmm. in the other deck, but it's here. Um, is there any other new lands in here? Uh, I think it's just the courtyard. New. Yeah, we got the uh, filter land. The right, uh, not like the prairie. Where is it? Um. Moss fire, no, not moss sun, fire. Sun grass prairie, rugged prairie. Thank you. Sun grass prairie. It's got it's, it's got moss fire rally too. It's rugged got prairie. some some of the signet lands and some of the filter lands. Um, like some of this land base is really good compared to the other one, but mm -hmm. there's definitely some room for improvement. Yeah, I mean, there's also room for like we have cultivate, but no Kodama's reach. We don't have any uh, rampant growth like effect. Got the wood elves. Or, or explosive vegetation. Yeah, we have wood elves, I guess. So you'll want to get the three color lands that... The cycle land. The new one that has the types. You'll, yeah. You'll want, because you're playing green, you're going to want the lands that say land types. It just helps. Mm -hmm. Overall, I think this deck is definitely on its theme of what Kit does. And rather than just shooting out tokens and going to town, you're actually fucking with your opponents with it. And yeah. I think that's fun. I think this is a yeah. great pre-con for new and old players alike to start off with. Yeah, if I can't fuck with my opponents, what is even the point of playing this game? <laughs> like, my motto right there. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't play this game to, like, have a cohesive strategy. I played this game to ruin my opponent's cohesive strategy. <laughs> Be the unglue. <laughs> I think most of the expensive cards in this precon are actually reprints. Yeah. Like, Path, the... uh, uh, Scoot Swarm, some of the lands. But overall, there's nothing too 
expensive in here. So you don't buy it for the singles at the moment. Yeah. I feel like there's a couple cards in here that are going to go up that are from this set. Like uh, the Crash the Party. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to get nuts, but, you know. Prosperous I, partnership. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, overall, if you're starting in, this is a great great deck to start with if you want to yeah. play aggressive Naya. I, yeah, I think this is actually, if you have a friend you want to get into a match the other, I think this is a good deck for him. Yeah, and, like, I think if you got all five of these precons, I'm sure one of them will have something that will get a new player in and be like, this is cool. Yeah. Because the strategies are actually there in these precons so far. Mm -hmm. And speaking of strategies, we're looking at the name of the next deck. <laughs> Riveteer's Rampage. The deck kind of sets the mood, right? This, Yeah, this is the deck I'm buying. <laughs> Um, gosh, yeah. So, there's, there is a, the commander for this deck, but then there's the actual commander for this deck, if you pick it up and I'm putting down, Josh. Well, right, because we look at the commander, and his name is Henzi Toolbox Tori. Yeah. But, but we that's... all know who the actual commander of the Jund deck, black, red, green, is going to be. Yeah. And it's oh, the Beamtown Bullies effect on the Magic the Gathering marketplace has been insane. And how this guy is only one ninety nine in the precon because of that blows my mind. I thought his yeah. his price would be going way up, but I guess these prices haven't really been updated because the set's only been out like oh I don't know two days. <laughs> yeah, and it's not even well, actually no, it fully hasn't out. Even been out for two days. The pre release has only been two days. And I didn't even go to one. I'm so sad. Um, yeah, neither did I. I was busy planning for this and, and typing up and working on the Rubik's and stuff. But this deck looks like it's going to be fun. There's definitely shenanigans here. You can't have a commander named Toolbox and not have shenanigans. And I'm excited to yeah. find out what they are. So yeah, let's go over uh, Henzi himself. Because he is the commander of the deck. The art's awesome. Yeah, the art's awesome. Uh, he's black, red, green for a 3-3, three, three, so the cheapest commander uh, of the whole lot, other, tied with the Maestro guy. Um, each creature spell you cast with mana value 4 greater has Blitz. The Blitz costs equal to its mana cost. Uh, Blitz basically says you can pay its Blitz costs instead of its mana cost, cast it, it gains haste. Uh, when it dies, draw a card, sacrifice the being of your end step. Um, and then Blitz costs you pay costs one less for each time you've cast your commander from the command zone this game. Wow. Yeah, so... So it gives your creatures a dash and loot effect. Yeah. Sort of. And, but for every time you cast them, it gets cheaper. So... Yeah, this is going to be interesting. Like, I can already think of some weird shenanigans you can do with this guy, and I'm really interested to see what they have in here. Like, yeah. It's dash, but you can make it cheaper. Like, say you had a 
artifact creature. Like, depending on how many times you've cast Toolbox, like, you could blitz an artifact for free. Oh, God. Yeah. It's... I think this commander's almost better if he's not your commander, right? Because you can, like, play him and then blitz a bunch of things for free and they don't see it coming. But, like... But this is... This is John Animal four times. Yeah, it... it kinda, right? Because right, it's... yeah, kinda. Because he cares about himself, not how many other things. Yeah. But all in all, I mean, first card in the creatures list already, you can see how it's Animar-like with a Artisan of Kozilek. You just play it Big Eldrazi for free. Oh, look, yeah, first creature on the list is Artisan of Kozilek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... So I think this guy's gonna be harder to get to, like, that point, like, Animar where you're casting Eldrazi for free, but if you're getting, like, a 2-3 mana discount on this guy, he's pretty good. I think Myth Unbound will be a great pickup for this deck. It's pretty cheap, and you can, uh... It'll make the deck run a lot smoother. But yeah, so let's get into the creatures, I guess. Lead us off. Yeah, so we have Artisan of Kozilek, Avenger of Zendikar, um, Deathbringer Regent, just going over reprints, a Disciple of Bolas, a Tali Primal Stern, Storm, Giant Adiphage, Green Warden of Marasa, um, I believe Indrix, uh, Star Indrix Star? Is that what it said? <laughs> No, uh, oh. Indirk Stomp Howler is a reprint? Uh, looks like it. Yeah, it's... Inferno Titan. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not a reprint, it's not that big of a deal. It's, um, it's got Simic Research Notes as a quote on the flavor text, so it's likely from oh, a guild, you know? <laughs> guild set. <laughs> yeah, I should have checked that. Um, Crush the Bloodbraid reprint, which is super cool. Um, mm -hmm. Metomic Slime, Noxious Gear Hulk, Overgrown Battlement, Solemn Simulacrum, Stalking Vengeance, Teamer Sabretooth, holy shit, Ragtusk, um, Tree Shaker Chimera, um, Weathered Sentinel, no, that's no, um, Woodfall, Woodfall Primus reprint, holy shit, and World Shaper are our reprint uh, creatures. So a lot of new creatures, actually, when I was going over that. Um, but yeah, Woodfall Primus is huge in this deck. Just, uh, but There's a lot of big things here. I'll digress. Yeah, Avenger of Zendikar? I'm surprised that wasn't in the last deck. <laughs> but there's zero ones. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, first, first up on the new guys, Bellowing Mauler. Uh, four and a black for a four-six ogre warrior. Beginning of your end step, each player loses four life unless they sacrifice a non-creature token. Okay. It's a less degenerate shouldered. Wait, non-token creature. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Not. I, I thought you said non-creature token for a second. I was like, wait, was what? That sorry. Maybe I have talk Lexia today. Um, or, I could. I could have easily heard you wrong. That is totally fine. I think in most cases, people are going to start off paying for life. But if you look at it, and with the way this deck looks like it's going to throw out big things, the, their life is going to be important to them. Yeah. I mean, that's a tenth of your life total for life. Like, yeah. That's and not and most of the creatures I've seen here are going to be doing more than that on their own. Yeah. 
and I don't think blockers are going to really help. <laughs> it could yeah, be because good. it's a non-token creature, you have to sacrifice something decent. Yeah, I think he's interesting. Yeah. Um, Cal, Cal, Caldea Guardian. We're going to go with that pronunciation. Uh, three to green for a four-three. When Caldea Garden or another creature you control with mana value four greater dies, create two one-one green and white citizen creature tokens. Blitz for two to green. Okay. Yeah. So notably, whenever you blitz something, you'll you'll be getting two one ones, which is pretty decent. Hmm. So you can like blitz, attack, have blockers up for the next rotation. Yeah, and with your blitz cost being reduced, you may be for this one you might be paying one green for a four three and two one ones. Yeah. I mean, if your commander's in play for the first time, it's already just one and a green, and you get the card draw. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Two mana for a 4-3 and two 1-1s. One, that seems great. I'm already liking the way the Blitz Synergy might work with Toolbox. Even though it's a Beamtown deck, really. Um, yeah. <laughs> Deathbring region, really cool reprint. Uh, mm -hmm. Disciple, Tali. Uh, first Responder. Okay. We got Firefighter in green. Yeah. Okay. Let's see this guy. Hold on. Let me read over him. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, three and a green for a three-three. Yeah. Ogre citizen with vigilance. All right. At the beginning of your end step, you may return another creature you control to its owner's hand, then put a number of plus one plus one counters equal to that creature's power on first responder. Ooh, that's really good. You blitz and bounce it back to your hand. Yeah. Ooh. That's really good synergy. Yeah, because you get to stack the triggers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. I didn't, I didn't see that, but yeah. At least that's how I and would then do it. Just, yeah, I mean, that's. I think that's a good way to do it. Or um, you just return your Avenger of Zendikar back to your hand. <laughs> get more plants later. Yeah. Overall, pretty great card for the stack. And he just gets big, you know? Yeah. I mean, and honestly, anything that's got green and has good ETB effects, this guy's good. Yeah. It it gives you recurring effects for you that you normally don't get. And he gets bigger. And you like, yeah, you can, like, uh, return Eternal Witness for Axiom Delvers back to your hand. And, he's, and he's automatically a good blocker. Yeah. Even if you are swinging with him. Because he's just going to keep sitting there going, what's up? <laughs> what's up? Um, Grime Gorger is our next reprint. Uh, not reprint, new card. Uh, two black green for a 3-3 three, three menace when Grime Gorger attacks. Exile up to one card of each card type from a defending player's graveyard. Put a plus one plus one counter on Grime Gorger for each card exiled this way. It's okay. Um, if you blitz this out, you can, like, exile some important stuff, hit for big damage, cycle a card. But, uh, I feel like this is a card you want to just cast in the stack and get recurring value from over the course of the game. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. All in all, I think this is a card I would probably cut pretty early on. <laughs> More than likely. Um, yeah. let's see. Um... I mean, if you blitz him, it's pretty okay. 
Yeah, it's okay, but it's... Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm being too nitpicky about it. Mm-hmm. Um, who do we have Jolene, next? the Plunder Queen. There we are. What a good name. <laughs> two red-green for a 2-2. Two, two. Whenever a player attacks one or more of your opponents, the attacking player creates treasure token. A hater. Uh, if you would create one or more treasure tokens, instead create those tokens plus an additional treasure token. I hate her. An additional treasure. Um, I hate her additionally. You sacrifice five treasures, you put five plus one plus one counters on her. Okay. I like that she has a different way of using treasures, but nobody's going to do that. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean... What's cool about her is you only make one treasure per turn, but you also... Uh, May make treasures you... on other people's turn. No, no, the attacking player creates the treasure. Oh, okay. Yeah. You give your opponents treasures. But if you get it, you can get two. Yeah, you can get two. What's nice is you, if, it's, if you would create one or more, create that many plus one, not times, not double that many amount. Yeah, I guess that's okay. I, th I think she's pretty... I think out of all the treasure things we've seen from Capenna in these commander decks, this is one of the less egregious cards. Yeah, it's somewhat symmetrical. Yeah. And it gives, like, a cool treasure commander that does, that wants to do something interesting with them outside of just m mana. Yeah, I'm a fan of group hug strategies, but I'm, I don't care if that's what they're doing with treasures. I just... <sighs> Yeah. It, yeah. Not a fan. Um, Jolene, cool card. Treasures? Yeah. No. Uh, if they called uh, them gold, I would like it more. <laughs> What's, uh, what do you have against treasure? <laughs> I, don't, I don't see the difference here, Josh. Okay, so if you're standing on a cliff and you get pushed, you're falling. It's bad. You yeah. know what's not standing on a cliff being pushed? What's not? Gold. You know what is getting pushed? Treasures. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, there's a bunch of too much treasure synergy, specifically treasure synergy. That's a good point. Right, and yeah. if you're not playing tre something with treasures, there's, there's too much reason to play treasures in some facet. Yeah. And... If you can't integrate treasures, it feels like you're automatically slower than everybody else who is playing treasures. That's a good point. It's and it's fixing too. So it's like half half the fixing of mana base is like, oh, here's this automatic fix effect. <sighs> um Yeah. That. Yeah. I love well. Rebel and Riches, but I stopped playing it because <laughs> it just feels degenerate. It does. Yeah, Revel and Riches, also the uh, pirate, the... What's the black pirate from Ixalan? Oh. That does, like, the same thing. Dark Sucker. Pitiless, uh, Pitiless Plunder. Plunder. Oh, yeah, that one, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah Dark Sucker. Yeah, Dark Side's fucking ridiculous. I do not... That card should be, like, four mana. <laughs> I mean, when the time when, when the other, besides Dark Side, co treasure cards came out, they weren't that bad. Because it wasn't pushed. Yeah. And now it's then AFR and all these other stuff, and now this set is pushed treasure. Like, 
it's it's overboard. Yeah, we are getting to a critical mass. Uh, hopefully, we get some like treasure hate cards, maybe. Oh, up I'm in a future set. I'm investing in cards that have stacks against artifacts. I don't care. Yeah. I'm just like, no, stop it. But yeah, get some help. Yeah, um, get help. Um, try go to your TA meeting. Treasures Anonymous. Um, Mezio Mugger. Let's get back to actual cards. Yeah, let's get let's get Ugh. back to what we came here to do. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Morrow. Uh, uh, four and a red for a three-three Viachino Rogue. When Mezio Mugger attacks, X on the top card of each player's library. He may play those cards this turn, and he may spend mana or his mana of any color to cast his cards. Blitz for two and a red. I like this card. It's fair. You have to pay for the you have to pay the mana cost still, but you get to dig three card uh, card deep in each player's library. Uh yeah. You get a it's a tolly. Yeah, it's a tolly, but you have to pay for them. Still good. Yeah, st which is still super good, and you can get it out uh, for yeah. three mana with blitz or or one. Or one, yeah, with uh, a <clears throat> yeah. toolbox. <clears throat> yeah, blitzing for one with a 3-3, three, three, getting one Atali trigger. Seems good. Yeah. Um, you have to play the cards is... that turn, but you, either way, you're still removing cards from everybody's deck. Yeah, even if you don't cast them. Uh, let's see, what's the newest newest new card? Uh, Beaten Town. Oh yeah, yeah. This guy. Uh, we covered these last these guys last episode. Super cool. Uh, one black, red, green. Four, four. Vigilance haste. Tap target opponent whose turn it is. Puts target non-legendary creature card from your graveyard onto the battlefield under their control. It gains haste. Goad it. The beginning of the next end step. Exile it. Um, notably, Dirty. it doesn't say if it would leave the battlefield. Exile it. So if you kill it, it goes back to your graveyard. Dirty. Um, yeah, there's a there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with this card. Uh, we won't delve into it. I have a sinking feeling we'll be doing a command uh, deck tech about this guy in the not too distant future. Yeah, we're gonna actually start doing some deck techs in the future for sure. Um, most of it might be just our first round will be upgrading these commander decks or upgrading whatever the new Baldur's Gate commander decks are. Like yeah. Because that's what people are going to get, and that's what people want to see, and that's what we want to do. Is help mm -hmm. out people in the casual environment. You know, get there. Have fun. And being down, oh, I think it's fun for everybody but the person you target. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you do the degenerate things. There are definitely cool, funny things you can do with being down. Like... I think the degenerate things are pretty cool and funny. <laughs> In a way. But I swear to God, if you if you give me a leveler, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> no, no. Not a leveler. I'm just going to make you skip two turns. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> uh, is Tree Shaker new? No. Tree Shaker uh, no, I don't think so. not new. Uh, Wave of Rats, I think, is new. It has Blitz, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a three and a black rat. Trample. Okay. Uh, when Rage yeah. Rats dies, if it dealt combat damage to a player this turn, return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. 
4-2. With Blitz. And Trample. Okay. Oh. Alright, so the Blitz costs more because it's kind of an upside. Yeah, because that guarantees it's going to die. Yeah. Uh, if you, yeah. It, and you get the card draw, too. And it comes back. Yeah, that's pretty good. Untapped. Yeah, I, I like this card. Yeah, all in all, I think pretty... that's a really cool card. Yeah. Another really cool card is Weathered Sentinels. First off, amazing fucking art. Uh, three mana for a 2-5 artifact creature wall with Defender, Vigilance, Reach, and Trample. <laughs> okay. Weathered Sentinels can attack players who attacked you during their last turn as okay. though they didn't have Defender. When Weathered Sentinels attacks, it gains plus three, plus three, and indestructible until end of turn. Dude, I love this card. I yeah. I literally want to add flavor text to it that says fuck around and find out. <laughs> Fight back! Fight back! <laughs> you want to catch these hands? <laughs> <laughs> no, that card's great. Yeah, this card's awesome. It literally um, is saying, don't start nothing, won't be nothing. <laughs> We ain't gonna have a problem now, are we? <laughs> Do on to others, motherfuckers. <laughs> Alright, that's all the creatures. That's a pretty cool selection. Interesting yeah. effects. Uh, definitely built more around Henzi than the other commander options in the deck, but you could still have fun. Yeah. So, sorceries, uh, reprints oh. on Aether Snap, Blasphemous Act, Explore, Farsi, Kodama's Reach. Uh, Life's Legacy. Yeah. Migration Path. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Painful, Painful Truths. Oh, that's a, that's a classy. Rampant Growth. Yeah, and Victimize. Oh, okay, there's one non-reprint in the sorceries, I think. Yeah. I do have to go over Aether Snap. So funny, because one of the, because the Bant deck <laughs> is a counter-themed deck. <laughs> <laughs> and it just kills Planeswalkers. I, and Treasures. So underrated. Does it kill treasures? Oh, exile all tokens. Yeah. Poof, bitch. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Yeah. Do you want to do Riverfear's Conflux? Uh, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, so Riverfear's Conflux two and a Jund. Because <laughs> red, green, black is harder to say. Even though I say it anyways when I tell you what I mean. Sorcery. Choose three. You may choose the same mode more than once. Uh, for these confluences, that's standard. Uh, you draw a card and lose one life. Okay. Riveteer's confluence deals one damage to each creature and planeswalker you don't control. Okay. You may put a land card from your hand or graveyard onto the battlefield tapped. I like this. Yeah. Because I, I, I look at this good. and I think of the five, bl the, the three and two black, uh, spell where you choose modes more than once that has the draw card lose a life that you can say target player but this has a lot of options mm -hmm. I it feels a little like one mana over costed but I think still it's pretty good I'm like looking at this as like sorcery speed five mana is pretty expensive to not actually gain any Board advantage, uh, technically, but, but 
if you look at it, you could deal three damage to each creature and planeswalker you don't control. Yeah. That so could be decent. big board advantage for you. Yeah. You can kill off a bunch of tokens from the token deck, uh, and then like ramp or draw to finish off. I think that's basically what this is gonna be. This is gonna be um if you top deck it and you're in top deck mode, this is gonna be draw three. Otherwise it's gonna be like one to three damage to stuff you don't control with like the variants being cards or lands if you don't need the extra damage. Or know? or it's a five mana landfall spell. Yeah, that is a good point. If you are you go get uh, three fetches out of your graveyard, put them into play, and then go fetch three lands. So like in a Jun landfall, that's six lands, bro. <laughs> yeah, if you've got Lotus Cobra, you do go mana positive there. Ooh, even better. Actually, you can't you can't have them ETB and fetch because they enter tapped. There's ways but if to you fix get, that, of course. Yeah, Amulet of Vigor, um, Arkelos, but I guess that guy is Sultai. Yeah. But yeah. Um, only new instant is Riveteer's Charm. Um, but, but you could go get uh, the, the new Panoramas. You get three of those, bring them into play tap, but they automatically sack and go get another land. Yeah, that's right. And they don't, and they only say the names of the lands they can get, so you can run the off-color ones. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Riveteer's Charm. Uh, black, red, green, instant, choose one. Target opponent sacrifices a creature or planeswalker they control with the highest mana value among creatures and planeswalkers they control. Really like that effect. Uh, exile the top three cards of your library until the end of your next turn. You may play those cards or exile target player's graveyard. I like all of those effects a lot. Wow, they put Soul Shatter on a Jund card as an option. Yeah. And I I love Soul Shatter. I think Soul Shatter is great. Yeah. It only hits one it's... opponent, unlike Soul Shatter, but. Mm-hmm. You get to do that when you want to at instant speed, or you can manipulate the top of your deck or pop somebody's graveyard. No, this is a cool card. I like this chart. Yeah, I think it's very on point for this deck. Even this deck literally only has four instant speed cards. <laughs> yeah, this is my this is my favorite charm thus far. I think it's good, and the art's cool too. Makes me think yeah. very dwarfs, even though they have no fucking dwarfs. Um, like hammer and anvil, but no dwarfs. Okay. Like, did yeah, it's a little weird. Like even the Caldea Guardian looks like it should be a dwarf, but it's a human. <laughs> Just a short person. Stout. Um, was that the? Or, that's oh, the only no, instant. They're, they're oh, they're like oh, they're in like an athletic pose. I thought that's just how tall they were. I see. Uh, yeah, that was the only new instant. We got reprints of Signet, Sphere, uh, Felwar, uh, Life Crafters, and Soul Ring. Okay, that's a pretty good selection. Yep. Um, it, Dodgy Jalopy. <laughs> Two and a green for an X Asterix 5 vehicle. Trample. Dodgy Jalopy's power is equal to the highest mana value among creatures you control. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Crew 3, Scavenge 2 and a green. Oh. Uh, scavenge, for those who don't know, uh, is pay the, pay the mana value associated, exile it from your graveyard, put a number of plus one plus one counters equal to its power on target creature you control. 
<clears throat> so this is pretty... Huh. I mean, you're either going to beat them over the head with it normally, or you're gonna, or they're going to block and kill it, and then you're going to beat them over the head with it because of the counters it placed. Right? Yeah, so you can't blitz the vehicle, but it still seems pretty good, all in all. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, Glittering stockpile. Okay. Yeah, we. This card we went over this is last nuts. episode. But it's, yeah. Period. Okay. There's an old series of cards that were called mana batteries, and you had to pay mana and tap it to put a charge on it, and then later you could pay, uh, you could untap it and remove charges to get mana of that color. This one, you tap it to get mana. And it puts a charge on there. Then you can tap it, sack it, and get that much mana. It's a lithium-ion battery, okay? It's self-charging. <laughs> yeah, this card's ridiculous. This card's really good. It's, <laughs> like, really, really good. Like, they took the old mana batteries, and if we get one of these for each color, I'm gonna be stoked. I don't believe we do. I think but Not in this set, one. we don't. Yeah. But... It gives me some kind of hope for Baldur's Gate, at least, since all the Commander cards are in this set. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, like, getting a, a functional, better reprint of the Manor Batteries, which is just a classic feel-cool card. Alright, yeah. Because nobody wants to play any of the lands that you have to tap it to charge it. But this, you yeah. actually tap it for what you want from it, and it charges to get better for later. Like, that's what a battery should be doing in Commander right now. Or in Magic. Because tapping to charge up, that's not viable anymore. They've pushed speed too much for those kind of cards to be good. Or playable, mm -hmm. really. In my mind. I mean... No, I, I definitely think that's fair. Alright, so enchantment reprints in this one are Evolutionary Leap, Garruk's Uprising, uh, Death Root Ritual. That's a reprint? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Marchessa. <laughs> um, Warstorm Surge. I think the rest of these are new. Yeah, so. a lot of new enchantments. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I guess I'll start off with Industrial Advancement. Uh, three and a red enchantment. At the beginning of your end step, you may sacrifice a creature. If you do, move the top X cards of your library where X is the... Where X is that creature's mana value, you may put a creature card from among them onto the battlefield, put the rest of the battle on the bottom of your library in any order. Holy what shit! Shit, that's oh awesome. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. It's red evolutionary leap. Cool. Yeah. And so you get um, you both can, of them in here. <laughs> you can sacrifice the your blitz creatures before they die because they're both end step triggers. You get to choose how they stack. Um, unlike Evolutionary, the creature goes into play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that card's insane. <laughs> yeah, and it's good. Yeah. And you get to choose from among them. It's not just the next one. Yeah, it's not like you don't just reveal until you hit a creature. It's like... And it's and you already cheat the mana value on Blitz because of Henzy. That's, yeah, this is insane. Uh, next again, two and a green enchant creature. Whenever enchanted creature dies... Uh, you may put a creature card you own with lesser mana value from your hand or from the command zone 
onto the battlefield. If you do, return next of kin to the battlefield, attach that creature at the beginning of the next end step. <laughs> Hold on, let me... Wow. Next of kin. Let me send this to Cameron for his Safi Eric's daughter deck. Wow. Like, you can get your commander back with this card. Yeah, this card's insane. Not only can you get your commander back, you get your commander back, then put something else into play. There's no way there's not, like, 30 infinite combos with this. Hold on. <laughs> with lesser mana value from your hand. Alright, so it's lesser mana value, so it's... <sighs> this or card's... from the command zone. Yeah. So, like... <laughs> I don't think you can... I don't see an infinite with it. But I mean... You can just still just do some ridiculous shit with this card. It's It can't be an infinite because or it can loop really well, but you don't get the next of kin until the end step. Yeah. You don't get the enchantment back till the end step. Great card. Very useful. And whenever it dies. So each turn, something could, new could happen. You know? Yeah. And as long as things are coming from your hand on the battlefield that are bigger than three mana... You can always get your commander back. Yep. At least That's once. That's insane. And I mean, one extra free cast of Henzi's insane because of the Blitz discount. Right? Yeah. That's pretty good. Protection I, I, I think I'm pretty... Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean yeah. to talk about it. I oh, think it's a good fine. card. I think we're both in agreement on that. Uh, yeah. Protection racket, two and a black. Enchantment, behavior upkeep, repeat the following process for each opponent in turn order. Ooh. Reveal the top card of your library. That player may pay life equal to that card's mana value. If they do, exile that card. Otherwise, put it in your hand. Ooh. So, and your upkeep. With three opponents, you're going to go, reveal top card. Do you pay life or do I get this card? And then, next player. Pay life, or I get this card. Next player, pay life. You can get three cards off of this if it's three big mana cards that they don't want to pay the life for. Or, you hurt your opponents a lot. Yeah. I really like this card. It's I hilarious. Think, uh, if you're running any sort of combo in your deck, you can't run this card, though. Because, like, if I see an Aetherflux Reservoir, I don't care if I've got six life, I'm paying four of it. <laughs> right? But... Yeah. I mean, if you're just running generically big, stompy dudes because of Toolbox, the card's hilarious. Yeah. All in all, Super 8 card might argue that it's better than Phyrexian Arena. Um, I would argue that it's better than the red creature, that during your upkeep you reveal a card and an opponent may pay uh, 4 life or it goes to your graveyard. Because you get it uh, three sim times. Prodder? Yeah, Simprodder. Yeah. This is, I think this is definitely a better Simprodder because three cards. Mm -hmm. Once per opponent. So it's, I reveal a 10 cost card. And if that opponent can't pay, I get that card. Nobody else can pay for them. So each person individually has to pay their own life for that card. It's not a, well, a person with the highest life total pays it. Boom. Nope, and your card loses value. No, everybody pays, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's more treasure synergy. Reign of riches. Yeah, you can talk uh, about this. I'll be back in a minute. 
<laughs> uh, three red red for an enchantment. When it ETBs, create two treasures. The first spell you cast each turn, that's mana that mana from a treasure was spent to cast that spell has cascade. So basically, the first time you cast a spell that you use treasure mana for, um, has cascade. Uh, cascade for anybody who don't know. Uh, you reveal the top cards of your library into a real non-line card with seems to be less than the spell that had Cascade, and then you cast that card without paying its mana cost. This card's ridiculous. <laughs> if you have any sort of consistent treasure synergy, uh, treasure generation in your deck, this card's gonna be great. This card's super good in Prospero, because whenever you cast something, when, when you Cascade into the card, you're gonna get treasure. All in all, turns out, treasure synergy card's good. <laughs> Yeah, like, even a really bad effect that gets better for how much treasure you have is a good card. That's my problem. Uh, this is just a good effect that gets better. <laughs> yeah. Turf War. I love the name. I, yep. I really like the art. It makes me think of Gangs of New York, and it also makes me think of Kung Fu Hustle. So, I want to play it in some way. Uh, when Turf War enters the <laughs> battlefield, for each player, put a contested counter on target land that player controls. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to that player, if that player controls one or more lands with contested counters on them, that creature's controller gains control of one of those lands of their choice and untaps it. Oh, that's so <laughs> fucking cool. That's so cool. I want to flicker this card so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I want to I want to play this cast Zern or sacrifice my own land with a contest counter. <laughs> like you guys can have your turf war. I'm not dealing with it. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. Um, other than that, no, turf war is hilarious. I'm that period. Yeah, this this card's really fun. I don't think it's that amazing, but I think it's fun. No, I think what you do here is you cast Turf War, and then it's not in these colors, but then you cast the white spell to exile it and give everyone a copy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, that is a white spell, oh, right? It's white blue. It's three white blue. I forget its name. Yeah. Now that's the Jeskai turf war, because America. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. My. <laughs> you know, this land is your land. This land's my land. <laughs> and that land's my land, too. <laughs> yeah, and th now this land's your land. <laughs> you want to do something about it? Oh god, you're doing something about it. Uh, uh, mana base is pretty similar to the uh, last deck. Sadly. Moss Warp Bridge uh, is in this deck, though, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's got some goodies in there. There's Spine Rock, so they, at least they didn't give us the black hideaway. Because um, that would have been terrible. <laughs> <laughs> what does the black hideaway even do? If, if um, a player has no cards in hand... Or you, I think, one of the two, or, or all players. It's ridiculously hard to pull off. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm glad we didn't get a fed. 
Yeah. All in all, though, uh, pretty good deck. I like it. I don't like the Thriving Lands. End of discussion. Neither do I. I don't, I don't, Not lands three color enter, decks. I don't like even two color decks, dude. If I could... <laughs> I went over this in our mana episode. If you're in a two color deck, a guild, you don't need the guild gates. Just fucking play basics, dude. <laughs> right. Yeah. And if you're in a three color deck, play the three color lands. There's yeah. now two versions of each of them. And there's plenty of lands that add any color. Or the filters. Yeah. Or the signet lands. Like. No. <laughs> yeah. I, and generally I, I they're respect, all fairly cheap. I respect the uh, three the three mana enter tap uh, lands. But guild gates, thriving lands. It's just. They're not great. <laughs> it's just not worth it. They're not. Yeah. However, However, there is one thing that the Thriving Lands can do. If you are playing Mono Red, you can play the Thriving Bluff, and you can make it, okay, I've stolen this card that has this mana color effect. You could do that. <laughs> you, you know what? You could... And if somebody out there does that to me, you know what? <laughs> then, I'll, then I'll take back everything I've said about the Thriving Lands. But, but even uh... still, you could still play <laughs> City of Brass. You could still play um, Extra Planar... Uh, not Extra Planar. Um, the Orchard. Or the Fell Warstone. Or, yeah. or Chromatic Lantern. Guess what? does the same thing. It doesn't come into play tapped. Yeah. So, even even in that dream scenario, there's just cards that do it better. In every scenario. <laughs> yeah. Now that's the River Tears um, deck. I think the River Tears is pretty fun. It looks yeah. interesting. It's aggressive with tricks. Um, I, I think it's obviously that so far I think the Naya deck is the most problematic in a five way here in my mind. Oh. Get ready for the next one. <laughs> like, just the but amount yeah, of aggression fine. that is in that is just... Oof. Yeah. Um, next up, we have the Maestro deck. And this deck's commander is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, uh, my week's pretty light, actually, for school-wise this week, so if you want to... Uh, here, we can always try and get the. We calendar. can always just get the other two later. Yeah. Do you wanna? We can always. Does... We can definitely do this as a part one, part two. Yeah. How does recording uh, Wednesday after league work for you? Oh, after league, no problem. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Sweet. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, we'll finish up then. Okay. All right. Let me pause my record, or let's do our outro, I guess. All right, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. As you know, we're League of the Extraordinary Casuals, uh, low tech for short. Um, we love casual commander. We do dabble in other forms of commander, but this is our mainstay because, you know, there's different ways to play casual all the time. You know, the other versions are kind of you want to solve them. You don't really want to solve casual commander. You want to have fun and do something weird, and that's what we're yeah. about. 
and so yeah, check us out on. Oh, sorry. No, no, it's fine. Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm Josh. Um, I go by Metal on some servers, and can find me on Twitter when we're I'm talking through our Twitter account. Bye, you, Brian. Yeah, uh, I'm Brian. Uh, I go by Freeze Sixty One pretty much everywhere. Um, I'm not too terribly active on our Twitter. <laughs> uh, something I'm trying to get better at, but uh, yeah, check us out on Twitter at Low Tech uh, CMDR. Uh, CMDR. Um, and then from there, you can check us out from our link tree. I think L I N K slash T R E. No, it's right? it's L I N K T R dot E slash tr dot e slash low tech yeah l-o-t-e-c <laughs> people keep saying yep. why don't you be high tech i'm like because that acronym doesn't work for us we tried uh, yeah but we but... will be doing the other part of this uh, either later this week or next episode entirely um and while yeah we just did this for almost three hours um, Holy shit. Yeah, there's a little bit of chabber before we actually started, but um, we're hoping <laughs> that our we got in-depth enough about these decks that it actually helps you understand what they're trying to do and helps you figure out some switches you may want to do or how you want to play it or which one you like better. Um, hey, you know, that's what we're trying yeah. to do is enhance casual. Even if you're not playing casual the way we do at League, at our League, you know, casual still the best way to play commander yeah I, I definitely agree so yeah look forward to next episode hopefully it'll be very soon for where we go over the maestro massacre deck in the bedecked brokers bedecked yeah. bedecked bedecked oh god if it's mill <laughs> then this name <laughs> would be so suited oh my god that'd be beautiful I mean it's um, bant I haven't seen a bant mill deck Yeah, I guess it's because really the only mill color there is blue. But yeah, uh, with that, see you all next time. Take it easy, folks.